Welcome to Splat Attack, where we're taking it back to the slime-filled past. I'm your gackerific co-host, Brett. And I am your slime-tastic co-host, Alex. And Brett, what a season it's been. I still have whiplash <laughs> from somehow putting a full season's worth over at Patreon. How did we survive that? All right, without further ado, Alex, will you pull the slime tank lever for the final time in season one? Dig it. Welcome to Slime Pack, where we're taking it back to the slime past. I'm your 90s-thick mural painter, Brett. And I'm your slime-tastic skater boy, Alex. And Brett! Yes, Alex? Oh, that felt so good to say again. This has not only been a milestone season for us completing five seasons, but it's also been one that has seen a lot of change. Starting with the slime tank overloading and throwing us into Slime Alley. Yeah, most definitely, Alex. <laughs> it's been a long road, and while I didn't initially enjoy being out of the slime tank comfort zone, this urban setting outside of Nick's studios was a great place, great place to set up shop and just talk about 90s Nick together. Um, you know, as we're all aware, the biggest change was my early departure from the season, and it wasn't a decision that I take lightly. Still don't. Um, but I felt, you know, I kind of had to do it for myself, my family, and my special project um, that has been kind of sitting off to the side for the past few years. So, um, you know, got to take time for yourself sometime. Absolutely. And it was also mentioned during our special announcement video that I had made in November that you had to step down, but that you did plan to be around and one day perhaps come back. But I will say, dude... <laughs> It is great to have you back, even if it's just for this episode. Uh, you have been missed dearly, and you've had immense support from the Splat Attack crew, as well as all of our Slimesters and Gakoids. They, they've all been very supportive, which makes me happy to see. And I do want to reiterate that this departure, it, it was slated to happen. Uh, the initial idea was you were going to make your announcement during this Season 5 Overview episode. Obviously, that's not what ended up happening, which is perfectly fine. And that the Splat Attack crew had to step up and share the load to get us to the end of the season. Yeah, I'm actually really glad to see that the crew has uh, relied on each other during my absence. I mean, keeping this uh, podcast run running smoothly is no easy job for anyone, um, especially if it's a one-man job. It doesn't feel right uh, while they're here and I wasn't. But uh, we should bring them back to life, at least to um, talk about everything that's been happening over the past season and even five seasons for this first era of Splat Attack. So uh, you want to bring them in? Well, actually, well, first of all, I mean, you, you all have seen in the screenshot here, we've, we've got Megan, who has joined in for the first time for a season overview, which I'm excited about. Yeah. She might not be Whoa. here for the whole thing, but she's here. Hi. Hi. And uh, the crew has been working tirelessly constructing something very, very special while you were gone. It's not ready yet. And it probably won't be ready for some time, but I can assure you it's going to be something really special. But... I will see if I can tear them away for just a minute. Uh, hey, Cat, Manny, Jordy, you all want to come out here and, and join us for the overview? Oh, I'd love to. Oh, Brett, we missed you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I missed you guys, too. Oh. 
I mean, and I'm experiencing um, a little bit of writer's block with one of the scripts for next season. So a reunion, I think, will definitely help inspire me and get the creative juices flowing. How you doing, Brett? Hey, and, to see you again. and plus, it'll be really nice to take a break from all this editing. I said more GAC on two! More GAC on two! <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Hey, Red. How's it going? Hey, Alex. It's good What's to be up, back, man? guys. It's been hey, a little ready? while since hey. the last episode. It's good to Sorry be Sorry I forgot to say goodbye to you. I kind of ran out <laughs> last minute. Hey, it's all good. It's all good. It's good to see you again. It's good to say hey. You too? Uh, we've obviously you can uh, hopefully it's pretty obvious to all of you who are watching and all of you are listening but uh and i hope it's very obvious to you brett that we we do love you and we do miss you dearly which but Thank we you. completely understand and we'll be here when you're ready but before we get all sappy which is gonna be really easy to do in this episode uh we have an overview to discuss but more importantly because this episode is very, very much a changing of the guard, an end of an era, as it were, we are putting a special focus on the podcast as a whole, recapping our adventures across five seasons. We are going to focus on season five, but we do want to touch a bit on, on the previous five seasons as well. Um, so while I've got her here, because I don't know how long she'll be able to stick around, but I want to put some focus on on you for a moment my dear okay. um what has been your experience uh watching the series at first watching splat attack at first mostly watching sam with sam reacts mm -hmm. and then uh, coming in for meg reacts what's that been like i've really enjoyed doing it um <laughs> i didn't realize it'd be as much fun as i thought it would be <laughs> i'd be like oh great nobody wants to hear me talk about some random commercials but no actually it's pretty enjoyable, and I even love going back to watch Sam's reaction to things, because we actually talked about this a lot before we even had kids. It was like, oh, one day we're going to have children, and we'll show them all the things we grew up with and enjoyed, and I'll be interested to see what they think about it, if they like it like we do, or if they're just going to be like, eh, it's all right. But I've really been surprised with how much Sam really enjoys quite a bit of Nickelodeon stuff, so... Mm -hmm. Uh, this has been great to be a part of, and I've loved coming in and being a part of some of the episodes uh, that we've gotten to do, and some of the ones that I still don't want to talk about, Michael Jackson episode. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, but no, all in all fun. It's been so much fun and a blast, and I can't wait to do more. What has it been like coming in for some of the live streams? Oh, that's been a lot of fun, because I love being able to come in and watch a lot of the shows that I still watch to this day. Yeah. I mean, I've been, I've probably binge watched The Nanny like three or four times and I'm rewatching it again now just because I enjoy it. I just, I, I still have the, all the DVDs that I was using for our last live yeah. stream just sitting oh my on the floor. I was just saying, we don't have to have streaming services to watch all these shows. We've got them. So, same DVD. I'll <laughs> <laughs> never die. <laughs> and it's interesting because we do different live streams uh, focusing on different content just about every time that we get a different perspective uh, because Ma Megan was never big on, on Nickelodeon, but Sam has been enjoying it. So we'll do the live streams and, and Sam will usually sit in for the ones that are Nickelodeon. I've been in the middle with Nickelodeon. Like, yeah, I wasn't not so much of the cartoon stuff, except for Doug. I did watch a lot of Doug, but 
all the live actions aside from Clarissa mm-hmm. and Salute Your Shorts and stuff. I I did like quite a bit of the live action stuff. So, but uh, getting back to everyone else, and we'll start with Brett because when we first started, it was just you and I. But this is going to branch out to everyone because I want to hear from all of you. What made you all want to join? Or, in our case, start the podcast. Well, you kind of know half of that story, Alex, since we decided together. Uh, but more or less, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on around the pandemic where people were kind of creating and collaborating all over social media. And I was doing my buddy television thing at the time with live streams to see if I could make that a viable option along with selling art. And, you know, I had... I visited your page quite a few times because I really enjoyed your Nickelodeon content. You seemed just as passionate about it as I was. Uh, you even gave me some compliments on my art and some Facebook pages and we just kind of started actually communicating with each other. And, you know, after my uh, buddy television project ended, I did like a live stream, a 90s exclusive with you as like one of your featured artists along with like Abby's Rap, Rad Art and a few other Nick celebrities. and. You know, we got talking about starting a podcast because you were interested in starting a podcast. And I remember doing that, like, logo design gig for you for True Nineties Nickelodeon. And I figured, you know, hey, there's really not many 90s Nickelodeon podcasts out there. I mean, there's Big Orange Couch is the big one, Noble Nostalgia, a few others that kind of specialized in one or two shows. So I figured, hey, let's give it a shot. We're both very knowledgeable on this subject and see how far we can go. And you know, it's like two and a half years later, still going pretty strong. So I'm very proud of um, our efforts and just kind of hit the ground running and never really stopping since then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I I echo that very, very much. Um, I just got back into 90s Nickelodeon because a buddy of mine commissioned me to do an art piece for him. And I hadn't thought about Nickelodeon at all since I stopped watching in 98. And then whenever he got me to go back and uh, do this art piece for him as a Christmas gift, I thought it would be cool to try to capture as much of 90s Nickelodeon as possible uh, mm-hmm. by not just having the show, but the stuff that you would get in between the shows, all the interstitials and shorts and the little IDs and bumpers. And I thought it would be cool to have a DVD like they're channel surfing. So you'd get that snow and then it would cut to something else that Nickelodeon had. And that led me down a huge rabbit hole of finding so much stuff that it was just all these memories were flooding back that I had completely forgotten about. Not really the show, but what was going going on in my life whenever I was watching these shows. That I, I It was a treasure trove of memories, and I was so happy about it. And uh, I, just, I couldn't stop. And I started doing Facebook groups or getting involved with Facebook groups, but they weren't quite fully <laughs> 90s, and that's what I wanted. So I started the True 90s Nick and started getting to meet other content creators. And that's where I had met Brett. And we started doing uh, we started doing quite a bit of talking and loved his artwork. And Brett pretty much answered everything from that point on. Uh, but I think the whole thing for me started when one person had been watching all almost all the exclusives I had done and then messaged me and said, you ever thought about doing a podcast? It's like, no, I am now. <laughs> and uh, then I had a few more people suggest it, and that's what I, I was thinking of doing one, but I hadn't really done much with it. And I started doing a little bit at a time, which is why I commissioned 
Brett to do an art piece for me, which now is just pretty much my avatar for my Instagram page <laughs> and uh, and my, uh, you, my YouTube. But after that, it's just been nonstop go, 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 go. And it has, it's been a blast so far. And I have every intention to keep this train rolling because it's been so much fun and I don't want to stop. But um, Manny, what uh, what brought you to join the group? It's very interesting. Um, I actually had no idea about even being a part of a podcast or anything like this, but I do like talking about 90s Nick. And sometimes during my jobs in the past, not a lot of people really understand or some people probably forgot of what 90s Nick was and how awesome it was. And um, fast forwarding to 2021, um, it was really neat, like uh, using my social media to like get to know different people and talk with them. And I actually talked with Brett um, right after my very first podcast and it was the Big Orange Couch. And this was actually, I got the date wrong. Wait, wait. It was March 2021. And yep. so that's how we both uh, started talking back and forth. And then throughout the following year, it felt really good to actually talk to people that actually are passionate about 90s Nick. And it's like, wow, I really I feel rejuvenated sort of. And I'm like, I felt like at one point I was the only one that actually cared about this stuff. But mm. actually talking with conversations on other podcasts about you know, different TV shows, movies, and especially 90s Nick, where uh, where I finally got to be a part of your podcast on uh, the uh, Wienerville Hanukkah special. And so right after that, um, Brett took me aside and he asked me, like, you know, uh, what, you know, if we were to have you on the team, what would you do and things like that. And so I feel very blessed to be a part of this community because it's really been really been uplifting for me. And I just enjoy it. It's really nice. Really happy to hear that, Manny. Um, fun fact for anyone who doesn't know, that was also the same episode where I first met my wife. But she listened to that and kind of went to the rabbit hole of looking at my art and commissioning something for me. So life has like a weird way of uh, doing synchronicities for Nine Nick, apparently. <laughs> yeah, that very episode. I can't believe it. DTV of Wienerville. DTV. Yep. Cat, uh, what about you, dear? Talking about synchronicities and full, full circle moments. And I mean, just it's the general vibe of the podcast for me. Like it, it took me a while to sort of put words to it. But I think the mission statement that we had this past season of you know, honoring the slime filled past is what we landed on. And the shows that we discussed, it's like a love letter to my childhood. And um, it's just great to work with you guys and connect with other people who appreciate and and celebrate these shows too. It's a great creative outlet that kind of lets my inner child come out and play, but also it's, I've seen several instances personally where we connect with people who, um, you know, helped create the shows that we love and somehow inspire them the way they inspired us when we were kids. And that to me, there's just some kind of magic that it just lights me up. And I uh, remember reaching out to Alex prior to, I think it was prior to Splat Attack starting um, when he was doing his his Instagram lives and we put something together for to help out a friend that was 90s Nick related. And it just kind of all came together in a really cool way. Um, 
and yeah, technology like Zoom has allowed us to connect with a lot of people who have similar values and um, you know, similar uh, you know, childhood memories. And it's just, it's just great to connect in general and um, maybe inspire 90s kids to, uh, you know, maybe inspire some memories like, oh, I remember that show. And maybe they'll show it to their kids and sort of just, just keep that, that spirit um, that's so hard for me to describe right now. Uh, just keep that spirit alive. So it was it was definitely a vibe first, and I just knew I, I really wanted to be a part of something like this. So thank you guys for allowing me that. Of course, I want to. Uh, Jordy, what about you, my man? Yeah, I think that that just leaves me. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it goes back a little ways. If I'd have to put my finger on it. Um, I guess the obvious place to start would be like my start with Nickelodeon. Obviously, I started with like loving Nickelodeon as a kid, watching it, and I got to watch it through a pretty big transition period um, from you know its early kind of legacy '90s Nicktoons into its like later Nicktoons like Rocket Power, Wild Thornberries, when Klasky Supo really went like full stream and took everything over. Um, and I know out of the group, I'm probably one of the few that actually appreciates those, I know. I do that, too, a little bit. <laughs> that it yeah. falls off. Uh, not really a SpongeBob loyalist at all, though. But yeah, yeah. So that's, uh, you know, that's Nickelodeon and, um, you know, live action animation. I love, I love all of it. I appreciate all forms of it. Um, and the practice of Nickelodeon really being like from full big production all the way down to like bootstrap productions. Um, you, the heart really came through. And I think that's what made the channel stand out mm -hmm. and why a lot of people like us love it till this day uh, and keep, you know, coming back and rewatching it. It just has this kind of mystical aura around it when you watch it, where, you know, you kind of feel like you're for a second kind of back in your childhood, especially nowadays, you know, so many things have changed. It's like looking back kind of like through that time machine and having a nostalgia fest the entire time you know anytime you see like a jazz solo cup on set or something like that or somebody wh whips out a walkman as the standard listening uh, device right so <laughs> um but yeah so and then um i revisited nickelodeon probably in college i would say uh mainly uh there's nick reboot I think we've talked about this before. Nick Reboot was a pretty big one for like revitalizing a lot of people's Nickelodeon's interest, making it available. And then it kind of died down from there for a while for me. And then sometime, I think it was around 2016, 2017, I started the Nostalgia blog, Nostalgia Utopia. I uh, was running that for a while. And then I think if I remember correctly, I saw a Pete and Pete or an Are You Afraid of the Dark post from Brett, uh, one of his illustrations. And I just like reached out and uh, I think it was like a private chat or something like that. And I was just like, hey, it's awesome work. One of the few artists that actually illustrates things like, you know, Are You Afraid of the Dark, especially at that time, because it was still kind of getting to the early era of people doing like OC kind of versions of like characters from Nickelodeon past or like original like drawing style. Yeah, adaptations. that was around that was around 2019 when I was working on my Scary Tales book because I remember talking with you a little bit and always trying to find ways to collaborate with you. Yeah, yeah, I think it was around. Yeah, exactly. And that was when we start. That's when you reached out to me about the Scary Tales book, and then that was a whole adventure into itself. 
with a whole other team. Uh, <laughs> and then we, yeah, it was good times. It was good times. And we succeeded. We got the book out. Uh, we hit the Kickstarter goal, which was, I know, a big one. Um, and then, yeah, after that, me and Brett stayed mm -hmm. in contact, uh, helped him with some of his projects and stuff in between. Um, there was like a Are You Afraid of the Dark anniversary project we did together. Um, and then, yeah, and then I remember that's around the time Alex kind of came into the radar of my scene as well. And I like, I don't know, we had like some sort of group chat or something going for like the smallest amount of time for like BTV or something. And it was like the three of us in there, we passed around some ideas. And then, yeah, then you guys eventually started up the podcast. And then ever since then, I've just kind of, you know, been hanging around, helping where I can, you know, adding what I can to help make things, you know. Yeah, you first came on with episode six, uh, favorite Halloween commercials. And then we had you on for the Silent Servant versus Scarecrow Walks at Midnight versus on Patreon. I always kept trying to find opportunities to have you on because I know you love the stuff as much as we do. And, you know, we always worked hand in hand with graphics for the show and even did some Nightmares as a Child stuff to keep that going and get you involved with an episode. So we're, we're always trying to find ways to integrate everyone who just really shares this mutual passion for 90s Nickelodeon in, in our own unique ways. Exactly, exactly. And I remember specifically one of the big ones from Alex's channel was uh the alan goodman interview which was one that i've been waiting for forever that was a really great one um that was great yeah. the 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 response you gave me when you found out you could tell just in text <laughs> how giddy you were over this do you know who this is do you got the goat right here it's the legend you know he is the legend the man with the magic but yeah, so that I think that kind of shortly kind of sums up the history of our relationship, at least me, Brett and Alex. And then Manny and Kat um, through episodes that Manny was in and episodes that Kat started editing and episodes that she was also on. Uh, yeah, I, we just slowly got to know each other more and more. Uh, and yeah, going to season five. And yeah, I mean, there's so much that we're all working on that it really is uh, going to take a full team's effort here. So we're all going to be in constant contact, constantly working. So <laughs> only more stories to come. It should be fun. Uh, what has been one of the most rewarding aspects of doing Splat Attack? Uh, we'll start with Brett again. Oh, man. If I were to pick anything off the top of my head, I, I would say just being able to talk with celebrity guests and even fellow podcasters and friends, getting other people involved. I had no idea we were going to get who we got, but man, just so many great people. Uh, everyone from Are You Afraid of the Dark, Jim Jenkins, uh, Richard Dumont. Mark uh, Summers. Mark <laughs> Summers, yeah, him. Who uh, made a name? I, of course, I would blank in the moment when I have to recall everyone, but... um. I just really enjoyed being able to see things from their perspective as like a behind-the-scenes uh, type of thing. And having that immediate connection, it just felt really special every single time we did it. Even even with Space Cases, even with Blue True Swords, with Venus the Milo, and having that nice fan celebrity dynamic going on with our guests, it just felt like a sweet spot of beautiful, nostalgic passion that just worked like we really found our groove we really found our stride and it 
it, it felt like we had something special that we had harnessed uh, as a result. Mm -hmm. Uh, for me, one of the most rewarding aspects of uh, doing Splat Attack, if you're watching on YouTube, you're looking at it. Mm -hmm. These guys. Sorry. Uh, that includes this one. That includes my son. Uh, the the crew that I have, that we have developed through this whole journey, because these guys are they 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 become family to to me. Uh, yes, I love the connection with the audience that we have. I love the fact that we've gotten the, the celebrities that we have. Cause Oh my gosh, if you would have told me beforehand, the amount of people that we would have had the opportunity to speak with, I, I never would have believed it. Um, Cause there's some people I still can't believe I got in contact with and managed to get them on the show. I, I I'm still baffled by it, but as cool as those are, and they are really cool. It's these guys that help share the load, help make it fun, and their enthusiasm is just as infectious. And when one person is upset, not really with the show, but just upset because something is going on in their life, the others are there for support. And we've... We love each other. And it's, it's freaking awesome. And this is what makes me happy. Uh, to be able to, I've, I've I've made a connection with a group of people who loves it just as much as I do, loves to work with me, I love to work with, and not only that, even when we're not working, we love to still just chit-chat and talk and have a good time, and that's a great dynamic to have, that's a rare dynamic to have, and I'm very, very blessed because of it. So, this is one of the most rewarding things for me. Well said. I do also want to add just real quick before we move on to... Uh... The others is, um, you know, whether people realize it or not, I, I do put a lot of effort into the Patreon episodes when I used to edit them. And just being able to see the end result is very, very satisfying because it's it, it, just being able to work in that little private space over here uh, gives me an opportunity to try and experiment with different things, whether it's like special effects or um, edit, editing style. So I just want to throw it out there that I really enjoyed making the Patreon episodes and having all the patrons appreciate them. Yeah, because we, we've touched on it a little bit previously, but for those of you who don't know, editing the videos for our YouTube takes a lot of time, which both everyone here has now had a, a taste in to know just how much work goes into it. Uh, well, this one. Well, she knows because she's, she's seen me editing, and shit, so she's aware just how much effort goes into it. But it does take a lot of time, and uh, and Brett is exceedingly talented and loves to go that extra mile for people who are paying to support Splat Attack. So his episodes were always fantastic, every every time. Thank you. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna reverse a bit and go with Jordy. Uh, what has been one of your most rewarding aspects? Wow. So yeah, most rewarding aspects. I think. I mean, I don't want to piggyback too much off of what Brett said, but just like watching it all come together because um, a lot of this, you know, it starts off just in a Google Doc, you know, somewhere where it's like a one sentence thing that we may or may not do. We brainstorm it up. And then, you know, sometimes it's months later, sometimes it's years later, but the pieces come together one by one, piece by piece. And like, I mean, Alex plays a huge role in those pieces. I mean, he somehow always manages to get in contact 
with anybody in the world, uh, no matter who they are. It's quite, it's kind of crazy. Um, VPS talent acquisition. Especially with some upcoming <laughs> stuff. Uh, oh, I, yeah. Seriously. Take a look seriously. at next year. Next season's going to be Oof. great. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. He really uh, dug and found people that have been <laughs> hiding. My jaw <laughs> dropped. <laughs> and then when they call him, it's like, oh, hang on. I got a call from blah, blah, blah. No. Oh. No. Yeah, Hollywood no. producer, man. I don't go where like that. Although I did say, and and I, I I love her. I love her dearly. She has actually supported some of my ministry of my, my church. But Arian Arian Ash, uh, who was on Welcome Freshman, she she called me the other day, and I did mention this in the episode that w- we had her on. Uh, actually, it wasn't in the episode. It was on our bonus feature, uh, where I was talking about her role on uh, Phone Booth, because in that movie she played a prostitute. So I came home and just casually mentioned to Megan, hey, I got to talk with a hooker over my lunch break. <laughs> and she went, what? <laughs> I got to talk to a hooker. She called me. What are you talking? And then I told her it was Arian Ash, and she was going, who? The one who designed the t-shirts for the, oh, okay. Why, you, why did you call her a hooker? Because she played a hooker on phone booth. Yeah, where are you at? <laughs> I've only seen that movie one Once. time, so sorry. More than uh, me. But uh, Kat, what has been one of your most rewarding aspects? <laughs> you want me to follow that, okay? Yes. Uh, follow, <laughs> follow the hooker to the so next way. Been the most rewarding <laughs> thing. Oh my. <laughs> that's been the most rewarding. The hook. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Sam, Sam's gonna come, can hear us like in the living room. He's gonna. Oh. He's gonna come over. No, and, I mean, he's gonna I'm come gonna... over and say, "Okay, well, what's a hooker?" <laughs> and I'm gonna say it's that one character off Toy Story. That's what a hooker is. True. If you right. back this. True. <laughs> um, Did you? I. I mean, I'm gonna echo Alex. Not the hooker thing. Uh, <laughs> the earlier thing uh, about just connecting with everybody on this Zoom call here, like. I feel like a broken record, but a family is not only those from whom you were born, but those to whom you belong. And found family is a big part of my life. And these guys are definitely part of that family. I've met other people through the podcast and through 90s nostalgia that are now part of my family. So it's it's connecting with people and, and supporting each other and inspiring each other. And it's just... Yeah, when when people find each other and it works, it's like a kind of magic. So it's that that's the most rewarding thing. Are you gonna say it? No, go ahead. Family don't end in blood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Manny, how about you, buddy? Um, man, I think everyone's actually really done a really good job of explaining. But uh, much like uh, if you don't cut any of this out, much like what you just said, and all of us just completely conversating and joking with one another, it's the best feeling in the world. And like I said earlier, meeting people to connect with on just 90s Nickelodeon. I mean, there's like, you could just meet so many people and they won't they won't even give you a second look, but just mm-hmm. right here, this is what it's about. And if you have all of us working together with the whole positive light that we're all having, it's amazing what this podcast has accomplished. And I'm new to this too. Like, this is like my 
close to my second year being on this podcast. And besides like the whole backlog you guys have done, it's so impressive. And not to mention, it's like, it's not even sponsored or anything. And you guys completely keep a tight schedule. You guys know what you're doing. Uh, Commercials and editing and stuff and Meg reacts and everything. It's just, you guys have such variety and it's through passion. It's not through money or anything like that. And that's extremely tough to find today. And I just love it. That's why I love being a part of this podcast. Mr. Brett. Yes. Because most out there don't know. And and you can phrase this however you want. But uh, you and I know there have been a lot of struggles. There has been a lot of challenges, particularly for you and I, uh, when trying to get the show going. Uh, What has been some of your greatest struggles in making the podcast? Uh, Oh, man, I could take that in so many different directions. (laughs) Um, I mean, just trying to get noticed in a sea of content online is the biggest struggle because, I I mean, we're all pretty pretty much a loud bunch and we're very colorful on YouTube, but it's like, uh, we just... I don't know. I don't know. The, the whole challenge is being alive and getting noticed by the right people and somehow making this a full-time job. It's still a Rubik's Cubes kind of, kind of puzzle to me, even though obviously those are easier for other people, but I'm not very mathematical, so I can never figure one out myself. Um, but I would say just getting getting into the mainstream and having it latch on somehow uh, is the biggest challenge. I would say also time management with editing, depending on certain episodes, because um, when I was about approaching the time to leaving around uh, episode 6061 of season five, I was doing literally like three uh, back-to-back Patreon episodes where the footage was over three hours. And I was like, how in the heck am I going to cut this down, make it look professional, and get it out all at the same time? And by the end of you know the, the episode battle triple threat, I and I heard that the Green with Evil one was like three hours and twenty minutes. I'm like ah. something <laughs> snapped in my head, and I, I had to, I had to pull the plug. I had to. It was a lot. But I'm glad, I'm glad it's still going despite that. Um, I think, I think another problem that is kind of trickier to navigate is just sticking to like a time limit with these recordings, because you know how much we all love to talk once we get into the thick of things. I have no we idea what like you're talking talk. about. Yeah, you do. Don't play dumb. <laughs> you know, I mean, both of us are guilty of going off script to get really, really detailed because, again, we're, we're passionate, and sometimes it's hard to wrangle that passion in. And sometimes our guests, even if we have multiple guests on the show, they love to talk, too. So then that adds more and more and more time to the episode. And in theory, that's wonderful because I love hearing about it, and I'm sure you guys in our audience love hearing about it, too. But when it comes to editing... It's like, oh crap, now we got three episodes framed into one and we have to get done within the same amount of time and still balance the mini soda in between. So it's like, God, we need help hiring. <laughs> I would like to issue a formal apology for my part in making an episode over two hours long. Oh, are you talking about ranking space cases? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I did that one while I had COVID, so I'm, I'm surprised I survived it. I have no idea how you pulled that one up. Like, 
editing i mean this is a natural segue so can if i i don't know maybe i'll just say mine um editing is not video editing is not something that comes easily to me so the fact that like i don't know why i said yes to taking on green with evil uh but i did <laughs> and i don't know how you guys put together and produce those episodes especially under all of those circumstances with you know you have your 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 work life your family life yeah. life your personal life, like i don't know how you have enough hours in the day to to do all that so i i i, I that's the thing is that you're superhuman or something but yeah <laughs> That I, I have all the appreciation and for what you guys do and I'm trying to learn from you guys. But um, so that's, I think editing so far for me has been the most frustrating challenge, I guess. Um, Cause I have a lot of, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I have, I have some high expectations for myself and if I don't get something right away, I kind of beat myself up about it, but um I think one of the the creative challenges that I'm I actually enjoy um, uh, I was excited to take on sort of like the last the last minute quote unquote last minute um, projects like if there was a, a couple times there was a guest that fell through um, and I really wanted to help out and, and step in but that meant that I had less than twenty four hours to watch a couple episodes, defend something in an episode battle, like be prepared enough to defend, you know, defend it to the best of my ability, uh, write some show notes in the case of the uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark episode battle. It was originally just uh, two episodes. And then the morning of we added the third. So I watched that episode on my lunch break, wrote the third episode notes on my lunch break. And then that night threw on a cape I had in the back of my closet and was like, OK, I'm a vampire. Let's do this. Um, <laughs> So I, and I'm, I am someone who tends to over prepare for things. So I'm proud of myself that they were taking on the challenge and sort of rolling with the punches. Uh, and I had fun doing it. So that's yeah. ending that on a positive. Yeah. And that, and that goes along with our, our next question, which is what are some things that you're proud of? So you've kind of answered both of those there. You know, I was actually going to say that I thought Brett's, Bigger Brett's answer for his biggest challenge was going to be his internet. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> can we have a clip show here? Can we just like cut to a whole bunch I mean, of people going, no, no. <laughs> I mean, that's the main reason why, you know, things are going to happen in a, in a week or two, as we'll mention later, because I want redemption after that. <laughs> uh, Sorry, I had to throw that out. It's one of the best blooper reels I've seen on the <laughs> I really love those more people. <laughs> Jordy, what's one of the challenging things for you, man? Um, I mean, yeah, the most challenging thing that we've probably run into throughout the seasons is cutting out stuff because, and by stuff, I mean all the the good, all the good good is really hard to decide on because, you know, the episodes they they may seem long, like two hours, but the recordings can go much much longer and really you know deciding where you're going to cut it out and what what to keep in uh thankfully we have patreon so there's like a yes. second place for a lot of this stuff to kind of go and that's nice um but yeah just having to make those calls you know you'll 
you'll sit there and I mean, this probably leads into the other difficult part is like when you're editing, it's really easy just to like find yourself just wanting to watch all the way through. And then you find yourself not cutting and you're not sitting like, oh, you know, I'm just enjoying it. Right. Which is great. And it's that I mean, it shows that there's so much, you know, to to experience while just like listening to the raw stuff that when you add all the extra, it really just adds to it and makes it so much more fun. But yeah, the difficulty is just cutting out, you know, deciding what you to cut out and what to leave in because it's all so good and it's really, really hard to decide that. And then um just you know trying to keep the nostalgia alive i think is becoming a little bit more difficult with time just because it's for a lot of people kind of like a 10-year stint thing where every 10 years they move on to the next you know decade and that decade is now kind of becoming popular with like the 2000s right um so you know one difficulty is kind of just you know trying to keep everybody's focus on like 90s Nickelodeon and try to keep people interested but I I don't think it's as difficult as it is just you know kind of showing the proof of you know why we do it is to archive it right uh we go through the the labor of doing all this so we can archive it and preserve it so it's not just a thing that gets forgotten about in 10 years Mm -hmm. um so yeah I think those are like the only two things but I wouldn't say they're either of them are bad just you know part of what comes with doing this. I do want to say that I had a particularly tough time editing the Eureka's Castle and the Shelby Wu Alex Mac raw file because I had at least an hour leftover footage for each of them. And I'm like, oh, this is so good. But at the same time, when I was falling apart, I'm like, I want to, but I just don't have the energy to go through this and package it as a behind the scenes. So. You need the files, come find me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, the same way I feel about Wienerville. I remember doing the editing on Wiener, the first Wienerville editing pass, because there's actually two Wienerville videos that exist out there. Uh, well, the two anniversary versions. And yeah, the, the, that one is just so many people and so many great stories, so many interactions between everyone. You want to get it all in there, but you know, you can't can't have a five-hour episode and i i will say i haven't got to it yet because i've been uh punching the clock constantly trying to keep these uh keep this churning out but i still have quite a bit of really fun uh behind the scenes stuff for the wienerville episode uh for the lonely uh, not 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 lonely fire ghost and uh frozen Frozen ghost for this uh, last episode and there was one other one that had a lot of really fun stuff at, at the end of it. I don't remember, but uh, there there's quite a bit of behind the scenes. Uh, I don't want to say gag reels, but just bonus footage that we're gonna we will be putting on Patreon. It's just finding the time to be able to get that done once we get the the season ended and the next season started. Uh, Manny, what has been challenging for you? Well, um, I'm gonna piggyback on what Cat said and. Yes, and Alex, you could definitely agree with me that the editing for me personally has been very frustrating as well. <laughs> but um, I do. I, no, it's okay. It's okay. You have such high standards, Brett. <laughs> no. 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 Um, but Alex, I really want to thank you for <laughs> the late nights helping me out, walking me through this one by one. And uh, um, I was able to at least cut together a rough cut of the episode I was working on so I felt awful that I felt like I was disappointing but I did my the best I could <laughs> and uh 
that's pretty much I would say the only challenge I would say. I guess the only, uh, the other challenge is uh being able to sound like I'm not reading my lines. So <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to try to do better at that. I will try to be the best performer. <laughs> I'll try to do that. <laughs> We all deal with that. It's okay, Manny. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and and I'm sure it's uh, it's not like we hide it from all of you. Uh, most of the stuff that we do is very impromptu, uh, but we do script the intro and the outro, and if we have a plot synopsis, basically everything else is just bullet point guidelines, much like what we're doing right now, uh, and it's just off the cuff, fun conversing while keeping the guidelines to make sure that we don't veer off the track too much. Uh, but, uh, and, and Kat and I were actually just talking about this the other day, uh, about trying to keep the flow moving along, uh, really well to make it sound like you're not reading something. And, uh, it somehow came across how mine sounds more natural. And Kat said, well, you're an actor. And then she went, wait. Hang on, Robert De Niro was also an actor, and whenever he would read scripts, it just sounded really, really bad when he was hosting SNL. <laughs> I can't improv worth crap, so yes, I'm an can. actress. No, not that good. Not <laughs> like you. So I'm very like scripty, and I gotta have a script. So I understand. People are gonna be coming after me for dissing Robert De Niro. <laughs> I like him. It's yes, just, he was he's hosting great. Saturday Night Live once, and I saw it, and I was like. Wow, he's just really stiff, but he's a great actor, but he can't do this one particular thing at this one particular time. So I mean, maybe live TV isn't his thing. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I have nipples, Greg. Could you milk me? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's a meet the parents. Meet the parents. Oh, yeah, you can milk anything with nipples. I have nipples, Greg. Could you milk me? Uh, For, for me... My biggest challenge has just been time management, and it's gotten easier the last few seasons. Uh, the first couple seasons when we were really trying to get started and figure out how we were going to do the show and uh, the flow of it, the content, how we're going to edit it, and then all the things we kept adding to the, uh, to the series with every new season, uh, to the point where this one was starting to get frustrated with me. But she also didn't know what all we were doing, and she didn't know how much work was getting involved. And that's when I said, all right, I'm going to get my family involved. And now it's, now we all work together, even as a family, to make sure that I have time with my family and I have time to work. And then I also have time to, to work on this, because the Splat Attack is a full-time second job. And um, and now he's taking on a play. And now I'm taking on a play. Oh. Uh so. But uh, again, superhuman. I reiterate, <laughs> three nights a week he practices. Three nights. Yep. But still, time management's the big one. But thankfully, with the support system I have here at home, and uh, also with a boss who really is very supportive, mm -hmm. I'm able to keep flow going on all things. Uh, so it's not really been as much of a challenge these past two seasons or two and a half seasons. But uh, I, I will segue into things that I am proud of. And uh, Kat had already uh, mentioned hers, but I would say for me, it would be the guest list. Me. Uh, because, yeah, because I'm so, <laughs> it's, you You guys have no idea how much prodding it took to get this so, one to say, yes, I I'm will very, do the show. Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm wanted everywhere. It's hard to get me on the show. Yeah, you're wanted, dead or alive. 
we uh, the the people that we've I've been able to get a hold of, and it's not it's not a bragging thing. It's just a, I'm surprised. Yeah. Because I've I've been fortunate enough to find contact information for people, but even if you find it, you still have to establish connection and persuade them to join the show, mm-hmm. and that's a trick mm-hmm. in and of itself. Yeah. Granted, that doesn't always work because we've had a few struggles trying to get some people on. But overall, most of the people that we have reached out to have been very like welcoming and inviting and understand what we're doing. I mean, there's people like Danny Temporelli. I have conversed with him on a, a few occasions. And, oh, close. Uh, and and uh, he's super awesome. And he wants to do the show. And he's told me that on, on a, new, a few times as well. And even whenever I was doing the one-on-one interviews, he was wanting to do one with me. He, he agreed to, and it's just he's super, super busy. But, but that's, that's perfectly understandable. But the fact that there are people out there that I, I had no idea I could find that freaking Temple Guard. For our thirtieth anniversary, he was wonderful. He had a and, lot of yeah. stories, and he was yeah. fantastic. And and the um, uh, the uh, Brienne for uh, Nick takes over your school. Uh, Kristen Kirkville, that that took some sleuthing. And I'm amazed you were able to find her. And, and she came back three times. Yeah, yeah. she she's been fantastic. Yeah. But the just the fact that. I've been able to find these people and convince them to come in and be a part of the show. And I, I will, I don't want to say who all for next season, but I will say next season's roster as a, as a season is really, it's going to be a big season and I'm really looking forward to it. Um, They just randomly show up. I'm just saying, I mean, I, I mean, it's, it's awesome. And that that we can get these people but i don't think it's a lot of convincing and when i think about it i don't think it's that it's possible because i i i think anyway that the people we reach out to can sense that sort of magic and genuine connection that we want to make and that's they can sense that like we're not trying to bully anybody it's it's yeah it's very much a, a tone that we set and something that people want to be a part of i think and mm-hmm. and i will say because i i didn't i didn't get to share this with you brett uh but kylie because uh, she had come in for a wienerville episode and uh for our all that episode also yeah. she came into town for christmas and she came over and uh visited with us for a while and recorded an episode of game on with us so she, you'll be seeing her in season six but uh we're showing her a few things that we had done on splat attack and she had mentioned that she loves the feel the tone of our show she said i have seen many interviews like podcast interviews where there's diehard fans and they finally get the chance to talk to the celebrities and it, it feels super awkward because the fans are wanting the celebrities to behave a certain way for their show and then the hosts are still trying to make it about themselves and it's just really awkward and uncomfortable. She said, your show is not that way. It's extremely laid back. You, you have your stories, but you want to hear their stories. It's very inviting and you want to connect with people. The The whole 
feeling for the show it's it's top mm-hmm. tier and you guys have a very special show yeah. and uh, i just wanted you to know that i noticed that and i was very appreciative thank you kylie for telling us that <laughs> thank you very much kylie it was a pleasure to have you on for the episodes that you've been on so far when you're real, all that and apparently more to come and the other thing i want to mention the last one that i want to mention that i'm proud of is the freaking intro for the uh beyond belief episode yeah I recorded that. yes you pulled that out of your pocket i was gonna do it originally but you're like nope i'm doing this i got this i want to do this one I, I had i had an idea and i wanted to do it and i also knew you were super busy with the, the everything for patreon so like no i got it it was <laughs> it took me an entire day just for that intro but i i'm so proud of that one yes yeah, so it. It, it, it was amazing like even even mimicking the whole Beyond Belief like graphics, but with Nickelodeon pieces put in, what just hit? Just love it. Highlight of the season for me. Well done. Thank that was you. great. Uh, Manny, what is something that you are very proud of? Um, you mentioned it actually. Um, getting the Temple Guard because we did a um. We did a splat attack meeting and I just brought up like, oh, well, there there was this temple guard that complained about being in the dark forest. And then I think, Brett, you just said, like, why don't we maybe see if we can try to get him? And so I went across that old website and I found his name and I gave it to Alex. And I don't know how you do it, but he found him. (laughs) It was was amazing. Our team was really great. It's just uh, amazing. And the same thing with the Wienerville episode, too. Uh, the 30th anniversary episode that we all did was great. And um, Alex worked his magic on Ray Abruzzo. I've been on I've been on constant, constant contact with Ray for two years. And I'm amazed that you were able to get him. That's awesome. That is so amazing. <laughs> but it was, um, I don't know. I feel like it's just been a really great, great experience this whole time so uh Jordy, what about you what's been something you've been proud of oh uh, that you know the transition from like the 2d graphics into the mix of 2d and 3d um i think we got the, the, like season three was when that first started maybe it was season four um but yeah that was it was a fun way to kind of incorporate stuff that i do outside of squad attack into kind of the spot attack design and it's something that we've tried to increase more and more um incorporating it whether it's through like borders or intros and outros um so yeah i think just helping kind of keep cohesive the spot attack you know image on the video formatting side and you know building out the different iterations as the seasons goes uh, and just adding to it more and more, I think that's probably one of the things most proud of is, you know, working alongside Brett and Alex to kind of build those out and make them more engaging and cool and tell a kind of a story along the way. Um, I think that's kind of the coolest part. So, yeah. Like, that's been the most positive thing, actually. Uh, people who I've shown the, this podcast to, they're like we really love the the season five graphics they're amazing like the colors and everything the streets the theme song uh both brett and alex in the flesh you know hanging out like kicking the screen and everything and doing game on segments yeah it's just (laughs) it was a really surprisingly great great season uh compared to the others yeah 
Yeah, when, whenever I come up with themes for all the different seasons, it's like, okay, how can I evolve this further? Because I constantly think about how the sweat evolved similar to Nickelodeon's programming. And uh, I always love playing with colors and thinking about what, what kind of moods and feelings that are associated with that. And it, it was fun to give it like a more early 90s urban kind of hip-hop vibe for season five and just take it outside of the slime tank. Um, so to speak. So I, I'm really happy with how we all collaborated with making those assets consistent and excited to see uh, how it keeps evolving from here in future seasons, whether the logo keeps changing different colors or shapes or what sort of themes we'll incorporate. And, you know, we'll, we'll be going from like the primordial ooze of season one to somewhere out in another planet in space by season 10. So the sky's the limit. And I think that's the most fun part is just finding out how we evolve and change each season. Agreed. And uh, two two more questions, and then we're going to get more specific into season five. But what is something that you would like to achieve or see happen within Splat Attack? And we'll we'll start with Brett. Yeah, um, I really like how how we did a lot of the thirtieth anniversary reunions, particularly Roundhouse and Are You Afraid of the Dark? Um, obviously, we were in over our heads for episode seven way back in season one, so we didn't edit it like our normal style. We kind of just threw it up and let it do its thing. I would love to see like a director's cut version of that if we ever have time. But um, I really, I really like how how those reunions come together. I'd love to do that for more shows as we get into those anniversaries down the line, especially if like. Um, Maybe my brother meets coming up, all that, Avro Monsters up, Mac, etc. So it gives you some fuel to the fire to work with. I I also really like touching upon the topics that we don't like most people normally don't talk about, especially if it's like an older, lesser known show like Hey Dude or even the Nick Game shows, which barely get any attention outside of maybe Double Dare. Um, space cases, of course, we definitely brought some more light to that. So just continuing to pick here and there from the whole gamut of 90s Nickelodeon greatness uh, so that no one's really left out, I would appreciate a big, uh, a lot. And then, um, you know, trying out new episode formats, maybe doing some mashups, trivia challenges, uh, maybe do a tournament with other 90s podcasters as like a special event or like a 100 ep episodes Splataganza once we reach that milestone in the main timeline or 50th for Patreon. Um, play around with lots of fun ideas like that to continue building and building the grandiosity of this, but also helping building and strengthening that community so that we feel like Nickelodeon Studios 2.0, or at least, you know, our version of that. Mm. And, um, you know, of course, we got um, more ranking episodes on night. I know they're paying the butt to edit sometimes, but they are, they are pretty fun. Uh, really, really would like to see like season two monsters of Power Rangers at some point, and then um, you know, of course, Splatcon, which is your baby, Alex. Love to do Splatcon. It's it's on the radar. It will happen. Don't know when, but it will happen. Uh, Megan, I haven't really got to ask you any of these questions. Uh, is there something? I know, but is there something in terms of Splat Attack that you would like to see happen? Ah. Uh. I, w I want a big all that reunion special if we could get a lot of the major cast members for that. That would be amazing because all that was one of my all-time favorite shows. Um, and I still want Michael Malley on the show. <laughs> yes, I love Michael him. Malley, yeah. I love yeah. him. Not, not only because of Guts, but because I'm a big fan of Glee. So uh, he was great. Oh, yeah. I want to meet him, talk to him. He's amazing. Um, but no, just 
I, I just want to con- I want to see this continue to grow as it's been doing every season. It's every season it's progressed and progressed and progressed. I even have been uh, commenting on some of our theater friends that Alex isn't friends with that she actually posted the other day about watching Legends of the Hidden Temple and I said you should follow my husband's uh, podcast on Spot Attack and tagged it so that it would show up. So I said, because they actually have interviewed some of the contestants, like the temple guards. I was like, they've actually, you know, and have done full episodes. So you should check it out. So I love being able to promote what you guys have created and have done. Um, he's very proud of it. So I'm proud of him yeah, for what he has been able to accomplish with Brett and all you guys. So uh, I want to, I want to see it grow and I want to see those people on here. Yeah, and for Sam, he's just dying to have Kel and Keenan on here. So oh yeah, he's you know, a good burger fan. So, you know, he's met Kel, but you know, yeah, but he, he, he was a tiny, little. he was a tiny thing at the time. He doesn't remember that really. Uh, I was old enough to appreciate him. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Kat, what about you? What's something you'd like to see happen? Um, I mean, reunions are always fun. In fact, um. I mean, I, one of the things that I didn't mention, um, but I, I will always be proud of the Space Cases retrospective that we did. Um, it's cool to talk to them and, just, and have the opportunity to express to them what the show you know means to me, but just pulling off a mini reunion in general and just like watching that energy, like facilitating that felt really special to me. And, and there's, I think there's a reason why our reunion episodes do so well. Um, because like that's in every single one of the top ones, which we'll get to later. Um, and that whole, that whole episode, the whole reunion, getting that cast together, that was, that was her. It was one of the very few times that I was not really all that involved in getting the people together. That was, that was her baby. (laughs) So, and to see that episode being so well received, um, was really rewarding. Present day me thinks that it's like, it's really rewarding. And then like, you know, my younger self thinks that I'm now the coolest person in the world. Uh, (laughs) But um, speaking of reunions, I would love all of us to have an in-person meetup um, for sure. Hopefully we can find that soon. Uh, Hopefully. Um, And just just writing and talking about TV, like I would love to make this a full-time job. Um, Just having fun like this with you guys, like that's it. That's the dream, right? Yeah, absolutely. Do what you love. Yeah. Um, I'm shaking my head like, yeah, I would yeah. love that. But then I'm like, wait, that won't happen for me. <laughs> it's like that would happen. But it would affect for you. you. Okay. It would affect there you, you because okay. yeah. that would also mean that I'm not having to do two jobs and I would yeah. be more present at home. True. Very true. Uh, Manny, what about you, bud? Um, Pretty much like like Kat said and like, like you said, Alex. <laughs> Excuse me. I really just... Uh, I really like all of us together and definitely a meetup is definitely something that I've always wanted to do. And I know eventually it will happen. Um, and for the podcast itself, like Brett said, um, hopefully maybe the right eyes will look at the podcast and see like how much of a backlog and catalog you guys all have. And then who knows, maybe they'll be like, Oh, well, We'll promote this and, you know, you guys can do this full time (laughs) one of these days. (laughs) And um, I guess on a personal level, um, much like how Kat feels about space cases, I feel like that about Wienerville. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is the only time I've ever been face to face with Mark and all the years we've ever talked. So 
doing that is a personal amazement for me alone. <laughs> and so um, I just want to thank Splat Attack for all of this to make it happen. And hopefully we'll see something happen better for the future. So that's what I have to say. Yeah, such a joy to have Mark and Max on the show. Every oh, time. Yeah. Every single time. The yeah, best. the energy great, they bring is amazing. Energy. Yeah. Uh, Jordy, what about you, bud? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I they already kind of took my one where I was like, yeah, I want to, you know, meet up in person. I think we, I think we all kind of want that where we yeah. can all, I know Alex and Brett got to do theirs, but, you know, I think we, when we can all finally, you know, meet together in a space and, you know, do an episode, that'll be a huge oh, yeah, that'll be milestone, great. you know, uh, just to all be in the same room together. Uh, it would be really great. And then, you know, to eventually build that up to have like, you know, maybe a studio, have a space where we can, you know, make it a consistent thing. That would be, you know, really cool. And, you know, SplatCon leaning off of that, you know, building it up to something that maybe where, you know, events can happen and we can be at those events as a group would be really, really cool. Um, yeah, even vice versa, where uh, SplatCon could help us raise the funds to make like an actual brick and mortar place for people to visit. Yeah, yeah, you know, whatever the, the process may be, you know, I think, you know, those are some of the most exciting things I'm looking forward to. The other top, thing that i want is pretty much already secured at this point so i don't, <laughs> can't say uh, much on that but yeah. i know what yeah. that is yes <laughs> i know what that is alex knows exactly what that is so. <laughs> Pap's right, screaming in our chat. <laughs> alex is your personal genie just uh make a wish and he'll make it come true Oh, just rub wherever. Caps <laughs> locks yelling in chat. Get Jordy. Yeah, rub Is the he beard. here? Did he see this yet? <laughs> uh, he's more of an I dream a genie, you know. <laughs> oh. Just give him a ponytail. You there you know. go. Yep. Not a, not a Samantha <laughs> Stevens bewitched. <laughs> I can't do that. I want to see uh, that belly. Some more Nick and Unless Nick maybe you're doing a twerk magic face. No, no, no. Like, like, no, no, no. Do that little nose twitch sound effect, but a twerk instead. To be with. What? What do you mean? No. no. That's how I grant wishes from now on. No, no. Uh, but for haha <laughs> me, the thing, everyone's pretty much mentioned what it is that I would like to have happen. Uh, I don't know when it will happen, but I fully believe it will happen. But uh, that will be when I can finally as much as I love my job, but be able to quit my full-time job. So this would be my full-time job because I love this and I don't have enough time in the day to do everything I want to do. I have to, I have a lot of time management, mm -hmm. but uh, I do want to, there are a few other people I want to meet. Uh, I can say that uh, the reunions, we are going to have another reunion in this uh, episode or this season coming up for a different show that we've not had and actually uh, that's what we're mentioning i'm not going to do any more than that but uh, we actually have quite a few reunions in the upcoming season which is really exciting but i would also like to i mean splatcon i really want to do splatcon i really want to meet up with these guys there has already been talks of the possibility of all of us getting together at the end of the season i don't know if we'll be able to or not but we'll we'll see but we do want to make this happen at some point if we can all get together. But the the last question I have, and this was directly towards Brett, what has it been like this season to be 
both a creator and a viewer? Yeah, that's a really good question, Alex. Um, it's nice to be able to step outside the picture frame to see the picture for what it is and everything that's, that helped it become what it is. Uh, needless to say, uh, I definitely need some time to step away to really recalibrate. Um, and I felt both relieved and sad that I had to do it not on schedule. Like, I would have loved it to just be like a clean cut. Okay, I have to go do this thing, go on fishing, see you later. But, um, you know, sometimes when you deal with the stress of every, everyday life, it makes you, you know, a little bit uh, prone to change course quicker than you'd like to. So I, I, I really did like the extra time that I had to really work on something that's been nagging at me for a little over a decade now because this the story that I mentioned on you know Doug's Lucky Hat and the Harold Jungle Saga with Craig Bartle and Jim Jenkins it's it's something that's near and dear to my heart because it's an offshoot of my senior thesis film and when that first premiered uh, in college I had such an overwhelming positive reception that to me that was validation that I can be a storyteller whether it's like through books movies, animations, whatever, and really connect with people on a deeper level and feel that warmth and just positiveness come back to me, even with all the struggles leading up to the release of such content. And so I, I just kept having the feeling that, you know, this, this is going to be the year, 2024. I got to bang it out, call, call it done, and just walk away and let the world take it as I've always wanted to give it to them and see where it goes. And then if it takes off, great. I may be the next J.K. Rowling if it only sells one copy, which would be to a family member or a friend. That's fine, too. At least I can always come back here um, or just really take the time to uh, see what life holds in store for me. Because I've never really been the kind of person to take the mainstream path. I've always been kind of an outsider off the beaten. Partly why I did Green with Evil. Sorry, Kat. But, um, yeah. I, I liked being able to listen to the podcast as just like a normal listener, viewer, because it helped me appreciate all the effort that we put into this so much more. Um, and it, it just further validates that what's going on here is, is really good and it should keep continuing whether my direct involvement is with it or not. Alex and I have taken a risk to birth this creation um, based on something that we're very passionate about. And I just hope that it fully flourishes for years, years to come. And uh, in, even though you weren't here, I, my lingering spirit was here. <laughs> uh, especially since you gave us all the reviews for your, your episodes that you had seen prior to. So you've still been involved in some form and, yeah. um, that wasn't weird for you, was it? No, no, it was not weird for me in the slightest, and uh, and uh, we're we'll work it out. Everyone listening, we will work it out. We will have Brett back again for an episode or two or twelve. Uh, we'll we'll find. Case by case, it depends yeah. on my uh, trajectory right now with my writing stuff. Yes, yes. Well, he he will be back. Uh, just gotta pick and choose because life is crazy. But uh, with that being said, uh, and and a lot of lot of questions, and we've not really discussed much of season five, but.
But what I did mention earlier was every single season, something changed or there was a major milestone somewhere along the way. And for this episode or this season, we had quite a few milestones. Uh, Brett, would you like to run through our season five milestones? Sure. I mean, man, there's so many to count. I feel like we need a whole storage unit for it. (laughs) Uh, More than any other season, certainly, from my perspective. Uh, Of course, we have more wonderful guests returning on the show, uh, including returners from Patreon. I know in particular, Ryan Smiga, uh, who did the Ren and Stimpy Christmas episode battle, and Zach uh, from Favorite Nicktoons came back for the Glam episode. So we're really appreciative to have them there as well. Uh, and also Russ, who is on Rocco's Marmite Camera Chat, he came back for the 30th anniversary of Rocco, and along with Carl, and that was a, a treat as well. So, anytime we get to have uh, our, our friends and fans come on in a in a different type of way on the show, it's it's really a delight to witness it. Uh, we also got uh, thousand subscribers on YouTube. Woo-hoo! That's a big milestone because uh, it shows that we're we're pretty legit with what we're doing, even if we're not like sky high yet. At least we're making a decent amount of uh, groundwork. So plenty, plenty more to go with onward and upward with that. And uh, also, apparently, fifty thousand downloads across all of our podcast um, platforms through Podbean. That's that's a great milestone in itself because I've seen a lot of nostalgic podcasts through there, and most of them don't even hit like ten k before they stop. So. Further evidence, we got something special and should continue to evolve and grow along the way. Um, we've got uh, collectively 100 episodes in the podcast, even though it's not all main timeline, there's still plenty of content to explore, whether it's like all the mini-sodes we've done, Patreon, um, bonus mini-sodes starting this season, which I, I didn't think we would be able to handle it, but we still got it done too. Uh, it was great. Uh, we also had, uh, actually, we were featured in an article by Al Daniels when he wrote about, um, I believe, actually now and also Rocco's Modern Life 30th Anniversary, because he contacted us around the fall time about that. And it was really great to lend our, our perspective on those things and just have it solidified uh, in an internet article. So thank you, all, Al, for being a longtime listener and wrote into us through Mona's Mailbag and made that happen for us. Uh, in addition, we also did our first episode battle of Triple Threats, which I, I, I'm so sorry, Chad, if it was stressful for you, but I just really wanted to try it out. I was going back and forth the entire season. Do I want to play three vampires or two? Three vampires or two? And I just decided to just go for it and let it be. It was the best kind of stressful. Like, it was it was energizing. It was like, okay, I'm yeah. doing this, I'm doing this. And then yeah. we made it happen, and it was so much fun. It was. I, yeah, I couldn't agree more. That was, I, I don't even know how to describe it. It was just like a very heroic moment of milestone greatness. I don't know. It's what heroes are made of, stuff like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, it was so much fun. It was yeah. definitely one of the best for yeah. me. Yeah. I really hope you guys get to do more of them in the future because I'm sure there's plenty of uh, special mashups you can do. But, you know, that's still ahead of us. Um, also, speaking of Halloween episodes, we had the Halloween exclusive segments at the end of our episodes, which is the first time for our podcast ever that's starting this season. We've had uh, Haunted House Horrors with Doug's Halloween Adventure. We've had Candy Conundrum with uh, Shelby Wu, Alex Mack versus on Patreon. Uh, Splatter Fiction with Beyond Belief retrospective. And then, of course, Bath and the Belfry with the Are You Afraid of the Dark Vampire uh, episode battle triple threat. And 
I think for the most part, they worked out pretty well. Um, just to be able to try something new, and maybe we could even bring them back for future Halloween seasons, just tweak them a little. Uh, we also were finally, as we mentioned before, we were able to meet in person, Alex and I, in Kentucky. I drove over to him because I was in uh, Tennessee at the time. And it, it was kind of a kind of a shock, like, whoa. It, it, it made me feel like when Nona Mecklenburg first met Pete, when he came out of the ground and grounded for life on, life on Pete and Pete, and she's like, <laughs> you're shorter. And he's like, yeah, I know. Just like that realization that, oh, there's there's a body attached to this head that I see on Zoom, and <laughs> I, can, I can touch him, and his face like move. So it was, it was a fun treat uh, to have us do our silly little flat tech things in his backyard and his work for Game On, and just be able to meet Megan and Sam in person and do game night stuff with them and my wife, Monica. So uh, really appreciate being able to make that happen despite, you know, moving to another state at the time. Um, of course, we had new Slatech t-shirt designs on our bonfire page, which Alex and uh, Kat are actually wearing. It's awesome. I'm, I'm glad that it's <laughs> continuing to grow and people are still checking out our, our merchandise and hopefully it continues to expand the catalog further as we go on throughout the seasons. Uh, and lastly, how could I forget that our live streams also increased the twice a month. Um, I, I used to do the live streams back in the early days, but I I don't know what it is. I just don't really do well in front of the camera when I'm trying to entertain people. So I handed it over to Alex after a while, and he obviously he eats up the scenery. So I'm, I'm glad he's... No idea what you're talking about. Going. <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> oh man. I'm also, gonna... I didn't know that was uh, your back your backyard, Alex. I thought you guys did that in a park or well, something. No, that was that was my parents' backyard. Yeah. Oh wow, okay. Yeah, they they've got a very very big uh, we don't backyard. Have much of a backyard no. actually. <laughs> oh, okay. Small. We, we are a very front very yard. small backyard. Now the the brick where we do kick it, that's the side of my house. But uh-huh. um but the the little intro, or not the intro, but the the teaser advertising thing that we have on uh YouTube, where we're running towards each other and we're so happy together. Yeah, uh, I love that. That was in my parents' backyard. And the thing is, uh, Brett, I don't know if I had told you this, I'm about to send you a picture. But my dad at first thought I was pulling his leg when I started to introduce you to him because the only thing he saw was you and I up on the hill uh, doing all this silly stuff. But from a distance, you look like my cousin Rick. Oh, I mean, you you look yeah. like him—the hair, the glasses, the beard—and wow. and he just thought that I was goofing around with my cousin Rick because me doing things like this is not uncommon. I used to do stupid stuff all the time in the backyard with cameras, and uh, yeah, I don't even want to go out. That's a whole side. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> But so it, all you know. well, maybe for bonus content after the episode. <laughs> but uh, then uh, after we came down and I started to introduce the two of you, that's when my dad realized he thought I was messing with him at first until he really looked at you and went, "Oh no, that's not Rick." <laughs> <laughs> but you, it really threw him for a loop. But it's uh, not imaginary; he's invisible. There's a difference. <laughs> but uh, before we go into our, our favorite episodes and things for the season, I do want to say a very, very special thanks. Um, I, I, I want to say thank you to Jordy for all of the amazing work that he's done with the visuals. Um, 
because dude i swear i i, I would show everybody the intro the outro especially the outro uh yeah. just on how freaking yes. cool yeah that yeah. end card is and perfection i love but, it and my boss was like oh my gosh you guys have you have a professional grade show. This is fantastic, mm -hmm. and uh, it, you never cease to amaze. So thank you for all your work, and and Cat and Manny, thank you guys so much. I mean, not only do you guys take the time to proof the and and give notes for the segments that I edit, but also the writing that you guys have done. And also, I know I've asked you guys both to step outside of your comfort zone to do some editing this season to finish up what we started and very much making, not making, but asking you to do something that you normally would not have done. And the fact that you both were willing to try and to help be a part of the team and which I'm not going to make you do anymore. Uh, that's why we made the changes that we're going to take care of later. But uh, the fact that you guys were willing to do that, it really means the world to me. So thank you both. Uh, I know you had said, one of you said, uh, no, uh, Manny, it was, uh, I, I hate to disappoint. Dude, you didn't disappoint. And Kat didn't disappoint. You you guys did what I asked you to do as much as you could within the parameters that you had. And I am more than, more than grateful for all the work that both of you put in. And that being said to all of our patrons, uh, which I've mentioned this before. But we don't have all the episodes out in time for the end of the season like we wanted, but we will get them done. Uh, much like the Wienerville episode where Jordy was having a lot of issues trying to get it done. Uh, and then I just chucked it out as fast as I can. I don't even have time to chuck as fast as I can because the Green with Evil is very, very evil and was destroying Kat's computer. Uh, so she wasn't able to finish it, unfortunately. And I know she hates that. I know she really hated that she wasn't able to finish it. because I, I don't like to just start something and not finish it. Like, I yeah, also I'm, don't want to disappoint. I'm the exact same way. So, so it's, it's... But my computer was overheating and I was yeah. very upset. Yeah. So it's like, no, it's it, and it's perfectly fine. So whenever I get between episodes and uh, season six, I will go do that episode and then we'll release the one that Manny put together. I'll put the next one together and then we'll also release the last episode that Brett put together for it. For, for all of you. So all of you on Patreon, you've got four bonus episodes that are going to be coming your way sometime next season. Uh, and also a big thank you to all of our all of our listeners, our Slimesters, our Gakoids, for their continued support all this time yeah. and uh, sharing and supporting. You help keep it going. You guys are freaking awesome. So yeah. thank you to all of you. Yeah, thank, thank you all so much, especially the regulars who help spread the word through social media and just continuing your support on Patreon. It means a lot to us because, as you know, it, it's not easy to be heard in a very crowded uh, field online, but with, with your help, at least we feel appreciated and we draw strength from you like you draw from us uh, to continue to preserve and are on the flying field paths. Uh, that being said, we're going to go into our favorites. We actually have quite a bit of stats to go through. So we're going to try to fly through these as much as we can because we got a lot of more stuff we want to share with you guys. But um, I don't want to spend too much time on the favorites, but we can touch on briefly what we like. Is Do you have any favorite moments or favorite episodes for the season? I know you didn't watch all the episodes, but was there any Meg reacts that you liked more than the others? Anything that stood out to you more than anything else? Well, you know, my favorite Meg reacts was doing the music one. 
That was last season. Oh, that was it. See, I don't know. We record them all so much, I forget which. Yeah, that was last season. So, what was this season's? I forgot. Uh, Christmas? this season, Christmas was one. Halloween. I did love the Christmas one. TGIF. Uh, oh, the TGIF, yes. And I think that one's pretty high up on ratings, yeah, right? Because yeah. you were telling me that the other day. Uh, yeah, I loved it in the TGIF because I forgot about a lot of shows. And I was like, oh yeah, you remember that one? So that one was fun to touch base on. Yeah, I'm gonna get that one. Well, I'll get to that later. Yeah, uh, Brett, what were your, what were your favorite episodes of the season? Oh man, or I favorite old... favorite anything for that matter. Yeah, I mean, I gotta start off the bat with uh, Hair and Jungle Saga, or the Journal, the Jungle Movie, and Parents Day. Just a treat to be able to get Craig Bartley here to talk with us. I was like, in my head, the entire hour we were talking with him, and yeah, it was it was. I would say a transport formative experience, like meeting DJ or Richard Jamont or Jim Jenkins for the first time on our podcast and just having him here to really appreciate what we do and talk about something that they equally love as much as we do. So that's top for me. Um, of course, the Legends 30th anniversary, just getting everyone together for that and uh, celebrating and hearing all the fun stories. Of course, the Beyond Belief retrospective, Monica really enjoyed that one as well. And I love the intro, love where the conversation mm-hmm. The segment was really, really fun to mimic the show's format. Uh, top five, Kablam Shorts. Even though that was my last episode on here before I left, um, main timeline-wise, that was a lot of fun to cover Kablam because we haven't really touched upon it before. And just go into little shorts here and there and fun memories that we connected. Um, also, the New Year, the Wienerville New Year special. Sorry, uh, sad I couldn't be there for that, but I did watch it and I really enjoyed how the conversation played out and so much fun. Even when Manny was like trying to describe the plot and Mark kept like doing the record scratch. <laughs> that was trivia. Like, the thing is, is like every time he asked me, I got it. That's yeah. who that was. It was Scott Scott <laughs> I I just love the candidness of the spontaneity and you actually getting all those facts right. I mean, who would have thought he would also play fake Kenny G? Or or the dog peeing and walking away thing. Yeah. (laughs) Ah, so good. Um, To go into Patreon territory real quick, the Eureka Capital retrospective. Had a lot of fun editing that, even though it was a challenge in its own right, um, just because of all the guests, but also the the transitions and the guest intro with the bog and quagmire thing and masking that transition near the end took a lot. Great to talk to Nick again, who is on our David Milne Patreon retrospective. Uh, of course, the Are You Afraid of the Dark Vampire triple threat with the Beast. Uh, a lot of fun, a lot of work to make that happen. Uh, we really went all out with costumes, theatrics, special effects, you name it. So, I mean, for anyone who's not on Patreon yet, get your butt over there and go watch it. Um, and also, the one of these episodes, which apparently didn't get released this season, is the Dr. Katz retrospective, which I actually turned into a full Patreon episode uh, based on a test that Nanny and I did together way back at the end of season four, just to see, you know, what it'd be like for him to co-host. And I liked the footage so much that I just put it together uh, right after I left Splat Attack, threw it up on YouTube Studio, and I hope you guys all get to appreciate it. Or at least check out, you know, Dr. Katz if you've never heard of it before. And who knows where it'll go from there. But I think it was a great experience for uh, Manny and me to try out. Absolutely. Especially talking to you about Dr. Katz. You're the only other fan I ever met 
that like Dr. Katz. It's special when fans of these things come together to share that passion. Yeah. Um, real quick with the mini so I'll just breeze through these so you guys can share. Um, David Stephen Cohen with Courage Cali Dog. That was a treat to go into Cartoon Network territory and also talk with him while he's dealing with the writer's field strike um, and just hear his perspective on what it's like to write for TV. Beautiful, beautiful conversation. Hopefully we'll have him on again in some form. Um, the Nightmares as a Child in Titus episode, which is the Halloween minisode I did. Uh, I had a lot of fun doing that because I did some, <laughs> I did a little bit of acting uh, where I was living at the time in Massachusetts and threw that together. And something about it just stands a cut above the rest of the other ones that I brought back for the season. So that has a special place in my heart. And also because Power Rangers, I, I always love Power Rangers, and I know you do too, Alex and Kat. Um, and I react to Halloween commercials. A lot of fun seeing all those commercials again, and the whole Teddy Ruxpin bit at the end got me uh, knee slapping uh, until the very end. I, Wait, what? I, I've never forgot. Teddy Ruxpin at the end. Oh. It's so funny because my grandmother used to put me to sleep with a Teddy Ruxpin bear, so I knew exactly what you're talking it's about. I had a deep memory of mine. It's horrifying. It is the worst thing. It's eyes. His eyes oh. follow you wherever you go. Never bothered me. I mean, I guess Five Nights at Freddy's would make it terrifying now, but back then it just seemed like Furby or something. No, no. Get out of my face. Oh, to finish off my list, I want to mention uh, the Game On Legends and Are You Afraid of the Dark board games that we did together. Those were a lot of fun trying them out and actually doing it to the music and giving them more ratings. And then lastly, the the Christmas special, uh, the Christmas commercial for Ruby right back on Patreon. Uh, a lot of fun. Happened to watch Christmas Vacation with my wife and her family the day that released, so it felt like a pure synchronicity thing to just <laughs> all over again. And uh, and for me, I'm going to try to breeze through these real quick. Uh, my, some of my favorites were the all that favorite all that sketches, uh, because Leon is just awesome. Christy Knowings is amazingly sweet. Uh, we had to cut a lot of her stuff out because she got very un-PC, which was really, really funny. So you go go check that out on Patreon. Uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple, I reiterate with that one. That that was a lot of fun. But uh, Doug's Halloween Adventure, I really liked that because we got to get the first draft of the script. And it was really, it was really fun to compare what the final product was and what they originally had planned. Um, the Beyond Belief, uh, again, because of the not only because of the uh, intro, but also because I got to see Brett as Rapunzel. <laughs> it is, it's very rare whenever I make an edit and I make myself crack up and then I have to tell Megan, come here, and she had to watch it. That, that was the thumbnail for the draft on YouTube Studio when I was looking at it, and Monica and I just burst out laughing when I'm like... Alex, why is that not your background right now? Uh, I wanted to do that, and, and at first it was just going to be me, and I was going to be here, so I didn't use that as a background. But and the backgrounds don't work with two people too well. Um, she basically said, "I need to leave." Yes, get out of here. Uh, the oh. Wienerville New Year special. Anytime with the two of them, uh, especially uh, watching just Max's amazement every sign, every single time Manny got one right, got Listen, a question right. The living room. All I could hear was Alex belly laughing like he's having a fizzle. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Well, we recorded so that one early too. So. Mark, 
Just, just Mark. Yeah, Mark and Max. I know, yeah. Um, the Clarissa Explains It All road trip uh, Patreon mm. episode. Uh, just just because of Alan Goodman. Just just him as a person. He's freaking awesome. Uh, the Game on Legends of the Hidden Temple. And a big reason for that is because I got to play games with Brett. I was excited about that. <laughs> and... Uh, my my other favorite, and actually I think it is my favorite of the season, is the Finders Keepers game on Finders Keepers episode with our with, Joe with, with uh, Joe who let us use his uh, figure it out game or our Legends of the Hidden Temple game because Joe just cracks me up. Mm-hmm. He he just so, he knows how to tickle my funny bone, and it it I I loved playing the game with him and. Big Big 90s fan. Uh, the Meg reacts. I love the TGIF one just because I love TGIF. Mm-hmm. I love the Halloween episode because watching Sam hit the wall. Was... <laughs> <laughs> it's such a dweeb. Sorry. But, uh, oh, and, and the other two things were um, the the Frakes uh, and Men episode. I really liked the uh, Splatter Fiction segment. And I said that I have one story, and if anyone's interested to hear it, and we did have a, we did have a few people reach out and wanted to hear the story, and I was able to share that, which I was grateful to do. I uh, don't really care about the hits for it. It's just it, it was my story, and hopefully ministers to somebody. But the other big one that I was really excited to finally have happen was the conversation with Jennifer Sehe, mm-hmm. uh, because that's a it's it's a very hard-hitting thing but it's something that's very very poignant and necessary and i was glad that we finally were able to make that happen with her um but that being said cad what about you i'll go as quickly as i can through these um but yeah a lot of those a lot of similar ones uh same ones on your list so the are you afraid of the dark vampire triple threat episode battle was a ton of fun uh, Eureka's Castle retrospective. That was like my preschool years. Like I was grinning ear to ear when I was listening to that. I rewatched it. It was amazing. Uh, the Wienerville, both the director's cut and the New Year's. Like anything with Mark and Max is just gold. Um, I really enjoyed the Rocco's Modern Life 30th anniversary. That was a lot of fun. Same with uh, Kablam Shorts. Uh, the Beyond Belief of Freaks and Men, I love the intro and just I like the um, Splatter Fiction segment as well. I just thought the whole thing was really well done, you guys. Uh, and Legends of the Hidden Temple, just I, I like the reunions and just episodes as chaotic as they are and as difficult as they are to edit. Just they're so much fun to watch when you have all of those people just just vibing, you know. Um, so and you get contestants, you got a temple guard, you, like it was. Yeah. Wavy Davy. It was Wavy Davy. Yeah. yeah, you got you yeah. have everybody there. So yeah. like those are just really fun to have people like when you get the fans and uh you know, people involved in the show, especially if, if it's a uh, you know contestant. You get a contestant and then a fan and then uh, like you know, an actor or temple guard, whatever. It's just having somebody from from everywhere. Um it's fun. And the live streams, they're always a bunch of fun. Um we just yeah, chat and make you know random comments and puns. So many puns uh, during watching watching these uh, these episodes. So it was a lot of fun. And I gotta say, it was really fun to do the uh, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade too, uh, because we we try to keep things fun on Patreon and very laid back. I mean, yes, you have your bonus episodes, but the live streams we do two a month. One is Nickelodeon based, one is not, but it's all '90s. And every once in a while, we'll do something extra if I have time. And for Thanksgiving. I thought it would be fun to find pull up an old Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade from the 90s 
and uh, the idea was we don't really have to watch it because we never really watched the parade at my home. I mean, it would be on, but it would be on in the background while the rest of us would just chit chat. And that's exactly what we did. And it was, I had a lot of fun doing that. But uh, Manny, what about you, bud? Um, I'll go through my list very fast. A lot of similar ones uh, to uh, Hey Arnold Jungle Movie. A huge thanks to Julian and amazed that Craig Bartlett was a part of that. That's fantastic. <laughs> um, Rocco's Modern Life 30th. It was definitely a very funny episode. Um, yeah. <laughs> the Wienerville 30th. Um, I, I just can't get enough of that. That one was just so much fun, especially to be a part of that one. That was, was just a dream come true for me. Um Wienerville New Year's special, of course. Scott Fellows made a guest appearance, of course, a few times. Um, Legends of the Hen Temple 30th anniversary. That was a lot of fun, especially hearing a lot of uh, contestant stories and especially David Jordan talking about his time, like sculpting Olmec and everything. It's just amazing that it was just a big puppet and it was it looked like a stone head. It's mm-hmm. unbelievable. <laughs> and finally... Um, of course, B30, uh, the Midnight Madness versus Night Shift versus Nightly Neighbors. Um, I just love, I love that episode so much. It was so much fun just talking and just completely BSing on everything. It was great. I even had a joke that missed. I love that. Every time I see it, I'm like, I love uh, the crickets. The crickets I, was the best. Thank you. I, I don't know what I did with all the extra footage, but I swear... If, if we're able to actually make this a full-time gig for all of us, I'll, I'll have to edit the behind-the-scenes for that, because there's a ton of extra footage I just couldn't get to. There is. I think there was, like, a diarrhea joke, I think. I forgot. I forgot. And vampires are puberty or something. Yeah, that's what it was, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that one made it in, though. I, I... I don't know. I don't remember. I was, like, in stress mode to the max at that point. Maybe. When do vampires go through puberty? Write to us at splatattack <laughs> 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 uh, that was that was so much fun. Uh, Jordy, what about you? What were some of your favorites? Um, yeah, I think all of October was pretty fun. Um, I enjoyed most of the episodes of October, the Meg Three Acts Halloween episodes. Uh, you know, the Shelby Woo Alex Mack combo versus episode. That was super fun to do. Um. Yeah, Shelby Wu. I love talking about Shelby Wu. I get anytime I get the chance, so it's always a highlight for me. Um, and one that I particularly liked was the Wienerville 30th anniversary, because um, I didn't watch a lot of the Wienerville back in the day, but it gave me a lot of uh, found appreciation for it. Getting to hear not only, you know, everyone that worked on the show uh, talk about it from all different angles, from writing, performing, prop making. Uh, but also getting to hear, you know, Manny's perspective and his angle on it and his appreciation for it. Um, yeah, it's just it was really good. It got made me appreciate Wienerville in a whole new light, bring it to a new attention for me. So that was another uh, highlight episode for me. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, the Legends of the Hidden Temple anniversary, just because I love legends and getting to hear more about you know, all Mac and like kind of getting like this full circle from the Wienerville anniversary where, you know, he gets brought up a little bit. And he talks about how he worked on all Mac and then coming around to the actual episode where uh, for legends where we can talk about all Mac and the, like creation of all Mac and how he works. So very cool to me. 
Um, but yeah, I think those those are my top ones throughout the season. And I don't know if I'm maybe maybe I'm forgetting one off the top of my head, but yeah, all good picks. All right, well, we got some some splat stats for the season for our uh, season. for this season because i've I've got stats for for just season five and also as a whole since we are touching upon the whole uh podcast for this one particular overview but um as far as this season goes our going on our main timeline episodes over on youtube our top three most watched episodes are number three was a Frakes and Men uh, Beyond Belief retrospective, which was uh, 583 views by the time I made our notes. Uh, our second most watched episode was the Hey Arnold Parents Day Journal Jungle Movie episode with Craig Bartlett at 645 views, which is yay. And it went up 10 today. Went up 10? One away, one away from the number of the beast. <laughs> uh, and uh, the last, the, the number one most viewed episode this season is legends of the hidden temple 30th anniversary mm-hmm. uh right now as of the as of this recording the are you afraid of the dark frozen ghost and fire ghost has not been released but even by then the numbers wouldn't be high enough to even rank in the top three yet so yeah that, which it's is why kind I'm... Of a, it's kind of a pattern where somehow these overviews work out where the last episode kind yeah. of gets the shaft of the season but we can always cover it in the next season to make yeah. up for it and also the fact that's why we're going to also address the uh, the podcast as a whole because there's some of those get some attention that we don't normally don't have the chance to. Uh, as far as our audio downloads, our three most listened to episodes, our number three was Rocco's Modern Life 30th anniversary with 401 downloads, which was cool. Ghastly Grinner versus Attack of the Mutant. That was really cool. Uh, 431. And uh, our number one most listened to episode of the season was Favorite All That Sketches with uh, 448 downloads. I just want to point this out. I just looked it up on YouTube. So I wanted to see what had changed your your Hey Arnold episode. Mm-hmm. Somebody needs to go well, like it real quick because it's at 666. It is. It, it is now at the beast. I was like, oh. I was like, yeah. Watch it quickly. Okay. <laughs> and uh, as far as the mini-sodes go... Uh, on our YouTube, the number three most watched episode was the Meg Reacts Christmas commercials at, at uh, 142. Second most viewed was Meg Reacts TGIF at 196. And the number one most watched is Nightmares as a Child, Ren's Hands. Mm. That one surprised me. <laughs> at uh, 285. Wow. That's and, pretty cool. And as far as the audio downloads go, the number third, uh, number three most listened to episode was Meg Reacts Halloween at 185. At second place, again, is the TGIF episode with 249. And the number one most listened to was a conversation with David Stephen Cohen at 273, which I'm right. glad to see that he got some love. Uh, yeah. I'm glad to see that some of the conversation episodes got some some serious love. And as far as the top three bonus episodes, uh, we have the Wienerville Director's Cut in number three at 45 views. Uh, Winding Up Eureka's Castle at 70. And the number one, which is pretty appropriate, is our, our triple 
three-way battle, the Midnight Madness, Night Shift, Nightly Neighbors at 86, which is amazing. Yes. It, it's amazing to me to see these numbers on our on our Patreon because we have a fairly small fan base on our Patreon, but they're loyal and they've watched these a few times from the looks of it. So that's really cool. And as far as the bonus minisodes go, uh, our number third most watched was the game on Finders Keepers at 18 views. Uh, Game on Secret World of Alex Mack at 25, and beating it out by one was the Legends of the Hidden Temple. But I wanted to take a look at the series as a whole because this this will be a last official full season overview with Brett until he decides to come back when that may be. So looking at the podcast as a whole, our top five episodes. Uh, so the. <clears throat> on YouTube, all our main timeline episodes, number five, Guts' thirtieth anniversary. At uh, we're we're into almost two thousand views on that one. Uh, our number fourth, number fourth, number four is taking a trip to Gullah Gullah Island. Oh, yeah. nice. uh, with I uh, felt so dumb because I hadn't watched it. Before. I think I think it's because all those songs we sing are so darn catchy that people. That's have what it is. That's what it is. And that was that 2,835. Wow. Uh, and our number three is the Are You Afraid of the Dark 30th Anniversary yeah. Mm -hmm. at 5,960. Wow. Very strong. Uh, number two most viewed is our Roundhouse 30th Anniversary, yeah. which I'm really surprised to see that one has got as much love, but the Roundhouse fans came out for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 6,529. 6, and topping everything off, number one, returning to Sardo's Magic Mansion at 7,459. 7, so that's awesome. That's so cool. And Thank you, game, Richard. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's amazing to me that if, if we go over to our audio, they're all different episodes. Like, there's no overlap. Uh, our number five most listened to episode, which amazes me, is our season two overview. I'm, uh, hmm. Who'd have thought? I'm, it, uh -oh. It's an overview of our season. Why isn't... I mean, I'm not complaining. <laughs> I think it's because we were building the flying tank then. We were still in the primordial... Yeah, yeah, sure, we'll go into something. <laughs> uh, number four was the What Would You Do 30th Anniversary with Jasmine. And that was uh, 753. Our third most downloaded is Favorite Nick Jr. Shows. 923 and I'm really surprised this is not number one uh, the Nicktoons 30th anniversary which was our very first episode because for the longest time that was the most downloaded episode uh, <laughs> 1141 which makes sense because if you're going to listen to us you obviously want to start from the beginning so mm -hmm. I would imagine that's why that was in the number one slot for so long but it had been dethroned by favorite salute your shorts episodes at uh, oh. 1,222 right now. Well, as of two days ago. Sardo's Magic is up by two. Sardo's up by 61. two. We have a pretty good uh, trend of starting strong every season. With yes. Based on those stats. Uh, as far as minisodes go, uh, on YouTube, uh, and all of these are nightmares as a child. <laughs> all of them. Uh, so the, the fifth Thank one you. was the abnormal at 359. Number four was Renegade Virus at 505. 
Number three was Killing of an Egg, which I was really surprised, as obscure as that one is, that it ended up in number three at uh, 587. And I'm really surprised Zebo the Clown was not number one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But he was uh, 869. But the number one, by a large margin, is uh, Under Chucky's Bed at 1,942. Wow. That's awful. Fun, fun fact about that one, when I checked the like analytics more deeply, I found a huge spike in views for the end when the, the actual creature like is talking and moves closer to the screen. So I think a lot of teenagers who are vaguely familiar with Rograts or watch that, and they're like, ah, and then have the care of all their friends. <laughs> oh, yeah, Chucky. <laughs> hey, Chucky. That's the most That's not part. Room of that. That's just crumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Chucky, smell like it. <laughs> and as far as uh, the audio downloads go, our number five was We'll Be Right Back, Batman which I'm really surprised at, uh, but it was 228. Uh, number four, we have Nightmares as a Child again with King's Ghost at 233. Number third, most listened to of all time, uh, Meg Reacts TGIF at 249. I'm so glad they love to hear my voice. And at number two again is Zebo the Clown at Nightmares as a Child for <laughs> uh, 265. And our number one most okay. downloaded minisode is Conversation with David Stephen Cohen at 273. And uh, as far as our exclusive episodes, I did not include the ones that we allowed for free. Uh, I, I kept these purely exclusive. So if you want to see these episodes, haha, join Patreon. Uh, but our number fifth, I do it every time. Our number five, our fifth episode, uh, or fifth highest episode, favorite 90s romantic moments, which was our very first one at uh, five. Uh, number four, Ranking Space Cases Season 1 at 55. Ooh. I'm glad number, that got attention. Number three, Winding Up Eureka's Castle with 70. Number two, Laughing in the Dark versus One Day in Horrorland. Uh, Zebo just likes to stay in that second tier spot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, that was 83. And uh, number one is our triple threat, the Midnight Man is Night Shift, yeah. the Neighbors at 86. Awesome. And I was, I was just curious. Uh, I wanted to look up the episode battles and the versus battles because. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I, You're not I, competitive I, at all, are you? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not really, but I was I was curious because I got talking with uh, Cortland and um, anybody who's seen this episode uh, has should have already seen the Frozen Ghost and Fire Ghost, but uh, he, he did not win that one. And. Uh, he had said, I lose these all the time. And I thought, didn't we tie? We tied last time, didn't we? And then he was like, no, I lost. So that I was like, oh, I got to look at the stats. I wanted to give it to Dark Music, but you just made a better argument. And that kind of reflects the stats we're going to share now, that you're a better debater than me. Uh, <laughs> we, there He's were 20 The master more. debater? Any <laughs> 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 cunning linguists? Oh, uh, there, there were 21 battles all together combining verses and episode battles and uh of all the battles we've had there were six where there were it ended in a tie which i was really i thought there was that i was surprised there was that many yeah uh, and there were two occasions in which our guest won uh one of them was manny because he was a guest for one of our episodes and uh and zach from uh, campfire tales hmm. but brett 
well, both Brett and I ended up doing 16 battles all together. Not every time the two of us, but still, we both did 16 battles. Uh, Brett ended with things ending in a tie five times and won his battle four times out of 16. And, and well... We'll ignore the losses. You guys can do the math. Seven losses. <laughs> uh, I mean, they're very, very close. Yeah, they, they almost always ended super close. Yeah. I don't think there's any shutouts, because I'm afraid that if we do like an obvious winner and loser, it would be too boring. And yeah. for my 16 battles, uh, also ended in five ties, which I was surprised with. And I had nine wins, which surprises me. And two losses, which also surprises me, uh, and and especially since I usually got the ones that weren't the most popular. So, um, I think I think the one that surprised me the most is the one that people will see on Patreon later is uh, Curious Camera versus Say Cheese and Die, because I was writing that one, the show notes for that furiously. I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna pull out all the stops because this is my favorite book, this is my favorite episode. Uh, there's no way I can lose. And then right at the very end, with our guest kind of weighing things out, he somehow swept from underneath and took the victory. So, uh, With that being said, we have quite a few questions, and we still got quite a bit of episodes. So we're going to try to breeze through this as much as we can. But our, our segment for this episode, as Megan leaves to go check on Sam to make sure he goes in bed, is uh, shout out your lungs out. So for this one, we'll we'll try to answer these as quick as, as we can. Not all of us are going to answer these. Uh, there will be some. Well, I'll delineate, delineate to some of the rest of you just for having different things to different points of view. But um, Duff117, how come there's no more Nickelodeon production studios in the U.S.? Do you guys think he's talking about Nickelodeon studios or is he just talking about... Maybe it's Orlando because I'm pretty sure the animation studio is still in Burbank, California. Yes, it's yeah, still, it is. It is right. It's right still going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's still there, and Klasky Supo is still up. I mean, yeah. they still have their yeah. studio. They still run out of the studio from the '90s. So go take a trip. Well, as far as production studios in the U.S., uh, just just to give a very very brief uh, here here take this with you, but. The animation studio is still going, but if you're talking about Nickelodeon Studios in Florida, uh, that's because Universal doesn't need them anymore, and Nickelodeon doesn't need Universal anymore. When they first got started, Universal was needing something to compete against Walt Disney Studios, and they needed something that could bring kids in, and Nickelodeon was becoming super popular, and they wanted to film more shows, but they didn't really have a good place just yet. So Universal Studios and Nickelodeon uh, partnered together so that way Nickelodeon could have a place where they could film their shows and also be a tourist attraction for kids until Nickelodeon boomed and Universal Studios boomed and it was beginning to become too expensive for Nickelodeon to keep filming there. And neither of them really needed each other, so they went their own ways. Uh, very, very much abbreviated. So there you go. And the Blue Man Group took over. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, and it's actually uh, Duff's 
next question is exactly what I want to happen. Uh, Duff117 says, why can't there be a Nickelodeon Museum of Artifacts? And that is what I want them to put in Nickelodeon Studios. Yes. Previous Nickelodeon. It's a perfect way to repurpose the space. Yeah, they use it as an employee break area now. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to read both these questions. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry, it's all a bunch of numbers. T90 2011 says, <laughs> do you think you'll push harder to get Roundhouse back on TV this year? And ShyJohn85 says, when will there be any, any information about Roundhouse? And for that, I would like to say, will I push harder? you know more than i have the previous seasons and i've pushed pretty hard the past few seasons so i'll keep doing what i can uh when will there be any more information you gotta go to paramount for that unfortunately but uh, i can tell you that we will be covering roundhouse again uh in the upcoming season so we're going to be doing some more roundhouse because i love those guys um emily glass says will you do an episode on get the picture uh sure if you can get Michael Malley on it, get I'm Michael Malley on. Yes, uh, I I want to. Uh, I we've talked about doing another version of Forgotten Nick Game Shows, like a, a Forgotten Nick Game Shows Volume Two, where we talk about some of the other ones, like Get the Picture, and maybe you're on with uh, Phil Moore. So we'll we'll probably cover it again, but it won't be next season. But at some point, I do want to cover Get the Picture. And especially that that ball that that kid took in <laughs> response to it. Uh, tra- it's a, it's a, yeah, Travis, uh, are there any guests that you wanted for the show but somehow had trouble booking? Brett, can you think of any off the top of your head? Um, Christian Tessier for Tomorrow People and or Are You Afraid of the Dark? We just had a really hard time getting in touch with him and his agents. Things didn't quite line up. Same with anyone else from Tomorrow People season two onward. We were hoping to do that for their miniseries reviews to make it happen. Although we're very grateful Kristen Smith helped us with the origin story. Uh, we also tried to do um, the lady who played Lisa in Origin Story, her, her name was Kristen Ariza. Uh, we tried to do a mini soap with her, but because of timing and her getting back to our messages late, it just didn't quite line up. Um, that's the main one for me, and also I really wish we could have had Jill Murray for the Rock of Marmalade 30th anniversary. I did reach him, he did talk back to me, but he wasn't really in a place to talk about it. So, uh, unfortunately, you know, you can only do so much. And there, there was one more guest that we were talking with for the Eureka's Castle episode, but he very politely declined. Uh, his name escapes me at the moment. And uh, also, I wanted to get a lot more are you uh no uh all that alumni for the uh all that sketches but didn't what we, we got you guys know what we got so there are a few others that we just couldn't get to work out uh abby Hagard, mr uh, fog or Haggard, fog yeah yeah kirk fog we tried to get kirk fog we tried yeah, to get oh, I tried so hard on reddit try to get kirk fog we tried to get d bradley baker and we tried to get um Abby Hagyard from our uh, You Can't Do That on Television. She even emailed me and agreed to do the episode and then was a no-show. And when I emailed her back to see if we could reschedule something another time, she never answered me. So, And uh, also, uh, uh, Miglate, uh, Moose. We, uh, Christine Miglate. Yeah. Christine. 
tried to get her too. So there are a few others that uh, were didn't end up landing, but still, batting average is pretty high. Uh, Marlena, the being the lovely person, she asks, asks very simply, "How is Brett?" Hi, Marley. Uh, doing pretty well overall. Taking a break from the podcast, getting in touch with my inner self. Uh, breathing in the fresh mountain air out here where I live now because I moved from Massachusetts since uh, leaving. Overall, doing pretty well. Hope you're still enjoying Patreon and uh, thanks for supporting the podcast and even all the stuff that I've been doing on Instagram. She, she, she's been a fan of uh, my work for a while, so I wanted to acknowledge that. Uh, our, our buddy John asks, are you going to have more Sam reacts? Sam is funny. Uh, yes, we will. He will appreciate that. Yes, I, he will. Tell him he is a fan. Yeah. <laughs> he has quite a few. Uh, every yeah. every time we release a Sam reacts or something with him in it, uh, this, the Meg reacts Halloween episode, got a few comments of people saying how cute he was and he was funny. And I'm a I, fan. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we will do more Sam reacts, but not next season. Uh, we're we're gonna do one more season of Meg reacts, uh, but I I did tell him that we'll bring him back in season seven, which would be appropriate because 007. Uh, so oh yeah, and plus John yes. always always has to point out every time I do an obligatory 007 reference. So there you go. <laughs> uh, Smigalodian, I hope I said that right. Uh, what was your favorite episode to record this season? Uh, everybody. Meg reacts. Episode about triple threat. Yeah, triple threat. Shelby Wu, Alex Mag. Uh, yes, that's my answer. All of them. I agree. All of, it's super PC, but I all of them. I, I love doing that. I love doing those too. You love recording them. Uh, it's all a different experience, you know. It's really tough to. Yeah, it's tough to pick one, you know. Yeah, every episode is different because the guest lists are different every single time. Um, I, I, I will say probably the ones that I laughed the most was the Wienerville one and also the Frozen Ghost and uh, Fire Ghost. I laughed a bunch at that one, too. Um, <laughs> no, I laughed a lot at the Wiener... Uh, not, not Wienerville. Uh, um, the Hidden Temple. Th- those guys were a hoot. Uh, especially when you got <laughs> Nick and Josh. Yes. <laughs> Back from the dead. Uh, oh, man, they're great. Haunted Elk. All right, so I'm. We'll try to breeze through this. This has really nothing to do with Nickel with with Splat Attack. Just a nice, fun, simple question. Please put together your perfect '90s TV sick day home from school watch list. Oh my gosh, that's such a big ask. Uh, so yeah. I'm going to say what I usually watched was uh, the painting with Bob Ross. Uh, Price is Right. And then I would watch Rugrats, and if I got at the right time, uh, there were certain networks that would play Mr. Bean. Uh, oh. So those 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 were my go-to when I would be sick. I would just turn on Nickelodeon for the entire day, even if I was too, like quote unquote too old for it. Like I would let Nick Jr. run, and I would like watch Allegro's Window and Gullah Gullah Island, and you know, burr, 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 face. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, yeah, right into in the afternoon, it would go on like you know, regular Nickelodeon, but I would just leave it on all day and that would keep me company. Besides Wienerville, there's something nice about the busy world of Richard Scary for me. Yeah. Mm. I really like that one. 
Yeah, let's see. I mean, Rugrats would probably was one of my go-tos. Um, there was Degrassi a little bit later on for some people. Uh, and then Pete and Pete would play in the middle of the day. I would always enjoy Pete and Pete when it came on in the middle of the day. And then Kablam! Great middle of the day, mm. home from school sick show. So yeah, those are those are my tops, I would say. I don't really have an answer for that. I just watch anything Nickelodeon I can get my hands on. Yeah. <laughs> you want me to say mine? Go ahead. Most of mine was game shows, so it was Price is Right, or if we had like the Game Show Network, we always used to watch a lot of the old game shows like Password. Uh, I actually used to watch soaps when I was sick, so I would watch all my children. Mm. Um, <laughs> and then in the afternoon, I turned on Sailor Moon because that was my favorite show. Mm. So, yeah, sorry, Nickelodeon, but and Full House. If Full House was on, I watched Full House. Uh, our buddy Travis also asks, what are some 90s shows, movies, and trends you were hoping to talk about in season six? And I don't really want to say. Uh, I, I, what I will say is this. In season six, one of our big pushes this season was what are some shows that we just have not really talked about very much or mm -hmm. at all? Uh, we are still having some of our staples. We we are bringing back Are You Afraid of the Dark? And um, uh, there was a couple of others that I can't think of right now off the top of my head. But some of the staples are, will be there that we always address. But then there's also going to be some that just haven't really gotten any love. Uh, especially, Or they may have had a little on Patreon, but not really on our main timeline. So we, we are making room for the underdogs in Season 6. Jay Covino 3 says, if you could spend a day with one character from a Nick show, who would it be and why? I'm going to say Little Pete. Oh, <laughs> that, that's a good answer. I, I think he and I would really just gel. I feel like Rocco or Doug would be natural for me because they're similar to my personalities. That's me too. I would go with Doug. I think I'd want to spend a day with Clarissa. Mm. She's she was my number she's two. really cool and imaginative and confident and yeah i can kick it with clarissa for me it was it was always arnold i always wanted to hang out with arnold i want to hang out with ashley so that we can <laughs> but just, just open what, up I, yeah open up your mail and just yell at it yeah. <laughs> yeah and then of course i have to give it for him because he's not here but i know sam's answer would 100 percent be ed ed he'd want to hang out with ed <laughs> Easily. Easily. Uh, Smith uh, underscore 019 says, it's more of a statement, but Brett, you are awesome. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. that's my friend Matt Smith, who uh, is inspired for the dark stuff. So appreciate the support. Uh, Kegel, 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 Kegels. Like Kegel <laughs> uh, asks Nickelodeon guts or Double Dare, and I'm gonna be the the weird one probably and say guts. You're not alone. Oh, That's what? Really? Yeah, I'm gonna say guts yeah. too. Double Dare. Awesome. I'm gonna say Four Double Dare. Double Dare, specifically Family Double Dare, because yeah. the kids yeah. and the parents. It's a it's a nice. it's a three way split. Wow. Yeah. 
Because I like Guts, man. I mean, Guts yeah. just like was so like energetic. Music. Mike brings it to the table. Just... He really does. But... Oh, which Mike though? Is it the is it the get the picture Mike or is it the Guts Mike? <laughs> guts Mike. Uh, guts guts Mike. Mike. Guts Mike. Yeah. We don't want get the picture Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Restrained. Get the picture Mike. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Marrero six six seven two says, "What is your favorite Kids Choice Award show?" from the 90s and uh i've i've answered this before uh, when I've, i did it uh, ask me anything but um i didn't really i don't recall too many of them the only one that i really recalled was the one where christina ricci was in for the adams family but uh i'm gonna say the i forgot which episode or which year but it was the one with mark wiener when he was hosting from the monsters that was 90 that was 94 and it had many guest stars too, because during the, during I guess the ceremony, there was a uh, orange Avenger who was wearing orange Converse, and they were looking for him. And the one person they brought out was Bob Saget. Oh my! All people, well. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. Yeah, I don't remember a lot of specifics to Choice Awards by year, but I remember. But I remember that, uh, Rosie O'Donnell hosted it a couple times. That's yeah. the one I was that's the, Yeah, that's the one I always remember too, the Rosie O'Donnell one. Yeah. Like 95 or 96, I think. It had to be because Harriet the Spy was coming out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. 96 uh, I, was I want to say it was a bit later than that because yeah. after, uh, after 94, I think Whitney Houston hosted. Okay, and maybe then, 97 then. And then it was probably 97 and 98. Uh, I don't know. We'll have to look it up. But she she did like two or three years in a row. Yeah. Uh, Marrero6672 again asks, what was your favorite 90s Nick moment? That is huge. Uh, so I am just going to say getting up super early on Saturday mornings and watching Nick Arcade first thing in the morning on Saturday before the Saturday morning cartoons would start. That's a good one. I'm gonna say the first time I saw a SNCC lineup with my dad, Oh, that's man. when I got introduced to Ari Fred the Dark and Ren and Stimpy. Gonna go broad here. Um, how about when I basically controlled the VCR and like scheduled recordings all the time for Nickelodeon. Like I was in charge of the VCR. <laughs> that is awesome. That's quite an honor. It is. Cause I had to fight for the VCR. No, I had to fight for it. I'm just saying I ended up in charge, but I had to fight oh. for it. <laughs> and for me, um, I would say Nick in the afternoon, there was something really great about all those shows being in a block i think i was really young at the time and it was really neat to see all those shows within like a i think it was a two hour block i think i don't know if it was two hours or four hours but. yeah it's fun seeing stick stickly um host all those shows with his unique segments and it, it brings back fond memories of doing that patreon episode with amethyst and alex oh yeah for me, I guess I would say, you know, Snick or Snicker Treat were probably my favorite segments. I mean, Snick was just a, a great one because every week you had, you know, something to look forward to. At least one good show would be dropping a new episode. And then, yeah, Snicker Treat. I mean, I don't know if you want to consider it a segment or more of a telethon or whatever you ever want to consider it. But yeah, that was uh, one of the returning things I just really appreciated. They really put a lot of effort to make that like super cool. 
I don't know how you pronounce it. Joe, Joe, Sports, Joe Sports. What's what's one TV show that shouldn't be on Nickelodeon right now, and why? We all know Alex's vote. Yeah. Just punch that one guy. Do do I have to say my answer? Nah. I shall not be named. Yeah. Yes. Harvey Danger. Well, I don't even know what's on Nickelodeon now. Yeah, I don't really pay attention anymore. Yeah. Um, I I apologize if I mispronounce this name. Uh, I'm really trying to say this correctly, but huge, huge, uh, also goes by Ryan Francis on Instagram, but uh, said, "Yo, y'all should check out my suit, my song Super Toy Run. I think you might dig it." And I do agree with that. Uh, he actually sent it to me. Uh, personally, uh, well before this, and uh, I got to check it out. It was really well done. It's really cool. So, yes, uh, if you guys check it out, head that way. I'll actually, I, I will be, I'll do them solid. I'll put it in the description. Check it out. The support. While, we're, <laughs> while we're talking about Super Toy Run, hopefully we got that on the roster in the future as a special topic. Yes. Like, we haven't covered it yet. We haven't. I want to find a winner. I want to find a winner and have them be on uh, for uh, an interview. Uh, Emily Glass, 81, uh, 81, says, are you going to do any more Instagram or Facebook chats? And I, this was more on mine. Uh, I used to do quite a few of them, and I think I did one or two uh, under Splat Attack where I would just do Instagram Lives and just chat with the audience. And I haven't done them in a long time. I would like to do them again. It's just a matter of time. Uh, and again, that falls into... When can I have time? Because as soon as my boys are asleep, I'm editing. And that's usually whenever I would do the chats. So I want to. I very much want to because I love doing them. Just a matter of trying to find time. Mm -hmm. uh, I want these next two questions, by the way, because they speak to me. <laughs> okay. Uh, John is back. Uh, has two questions for us. Uh, do you plan to do Space Cases Season 2 recap? And are you going to finish the Tomorrow People series? So go ahead, Brett. Here's the thing. When I plan mini series reviews and rankings, I have intention of taking them further, but I always like to start with season one because it's just easier to keep track of if you just go in order with every single show we do. Um, obviously, Space Cases turned out to be a great hit on Patreon. Tried that out. Would love to do it again. Don't know when it's going to happen, but when it does, to be there of course cat as well and maybe someone else from the space case crew so that we can go through it and um you know just put a cap on that yes that's for the smart people series i really wanted to do the final two tomorrow people mini series which is the ramsey's ramsey's connection and the living film uh because i've seen the whole series and that's the main reason why it's a part of fly attack in the first place just to get more attention on it um, I don't know who we can get for those, but I really, really would like to get at least one person associated with the show, even if it's not like a main character actor, maybe someone who worked on it in some capacity. So definitely spread the word and who knows, maybe in a, in a couple of seasons from now, we'll be able to finally finish that as well. And, and I will second that. Uh, I will say that we will not be doing this season two or tomorrow people in season six but it is something that I want to move forward with. And when we did the episode planning for season six, I told the crew that I do want to do Tomorrow People. I do want to do the rest of them. I want to plan around Brett's schedule because I do not want to do these episodes without Brett. Uh, we started them together and I want to finish them together. 
So oh, it, it is on the radar. It's just a matter of time. And uh, our last two questions from fans. Uh, Jason, Jason Ingles, Jason Ingles, Barry. Thank you. Jason Inglesby says, what is your favorite Nickelodeon fan artwork? Fred, do you have one? Off the top of my head, I really like anything Abby's rad art does. I mean, she does a great job painting everything. Yes, anything she does is absolutely gorgeous. But uh, for me, I am going to say the Pete and Pete tool and die piece that my good buddy Brett did that is hanging up in my office at work and that is my favorite pete and pete episode um i i really hope we get to do that uh, episode review of that at some point because um there's a quote from it i really love from mr storm where he talks about the different like air conditioning yeah hi perfect and uh the the last question which is going to segue into the, the next portion of the episode and our final portion of the episode uh, our buddy Travis asks are you thinking about creating new segments for the show which is going to go into our changes for season 6 um, are we going to have any new segments we are going to have one one new segment uh, it was just one I pitched out to the crew and they really liked it it was actually one that Brett and I had uh, talked a little bit about when we did uh, Ren and Stimpy and uh, oh, what was the other one? Uh, oh, Ray Nicktoons. Thanks. It, no, it was one of the verses. It was the Thanksgiving one or the the turkey. Oh, Harold versus Rocco. Harold versus Rocco. Uh, yeah. We we had mentioned it in that episode, but we're gonna do a new ep- a new segment called Tune In, T U N E, and uh, if we won't actually get to play the song, but the idea would be if we could choose any song any song that would best fit what the episode was, what would it be? Uh, So that'll be a fun new thing. But as far as other changes for the season, obviously co-hosting duties is going to change quite a bit because Brett will not be with us for season six, but uh, you're, you're looking at your co-host team right here. Uh, We're, we're going to rotate them out and uh, they've also picked up uh, writing responsibilities and we very much have the mindset of, if they're writing the episode, they should also be a part of the episode. So that's how we're going to do season six. And uh, we are also taking away Collector's Corner from a segment and making it its own mini-sode series for oh, season six. Um, because the, the collectors that we've met, they, they have so much cool stuff. And it's really a travesty that we only get to see them for a few minutes at the end of an episode. So we're going to give them a half hour. Just show us some of their stuff and talk about it so they don't have to worry about such a tight time crunch. Uh, so that's that'll be a lot of fun. I, I'm really excited about that one. And Jordy is on the radar for one of those. <laughs> Look at all that stuff. Can't imagine why. Yeah. <laughs> what, what he has cool stuff. I've never seen any of it before. <laughs> and uh, for as far as Patreon goes, uh, we, we are having some pretty big changes there uh, because Brett did an amazing job doing full episodes for Patreon. I don't have the time to edit for Patreon or edit full episodes for Patreon because I'm doing everything else for the main channel. 
uh, and Kat and Manny, their lives are, are crazy hectic also. And also, I know it was, they were wanting to pull their hair out doing the, the editing for the episodes that they do. Um, which so many layers <laughs> <laughs> yeah so many. castle had 22 which and again no. editing's not, <laughs> and editing is not for everybody it's not for everybody but also one of the things that we discussed as a group was we'd like to change things up in, in patreon whereas instead of it being exclusive episodes that only patrons can do the way we're looking at patreon is kind of like dvd extras uh you still have your main stuff on the main channel but you get all these extra bonus content things uh that's on our patreon so that's the way we're going to treat it instead of it being exclusive episodes it's going to be a new bonus minisode every week uh, you're still going to get your two live streams a month. Uh, you'll still get early access and some bonus things that we may do. You're still going to get We'll Be Right Back that we're going to keep on uh, uh, going on there. We're going to have Game On, which has been a lot of fun. Uh, not only to do, but also to watch. It, it, it sounds like it wouldn't be that entertaining to watch, but it actually is, is really cool. But uh, we're doing two new segments this year, or this uh, this season. One of them is called Splat Chats. Uh, which is very simple. It's uh, it's just us getting together as a group, and we pick a topic, and we talk about it. That's it. Uh, it it's not scripted, uh, and we can completely go off the rails. It's just us having a good time, because usually when you have these fun camaraderie conversations, you get a lot of really fun stories and jokes and all that kind of stuff. So we're going to set a timer, and then once we hit an hour, we're done. Then that's that. That'll be the end of the episode, and uh, we're we're picking things like talking about the Disney Renaissance period. Uh, we'll we'll talk about movies that we love that everyone else hates. I mean things like that. So it's not just Nickelodeon specific. It's just '90s centered, and the four and the four of us conversing. And we'll invite some friends. I've already put out the invitation to Brett. Uh, anytime he wants to come in and join, he's welcome. And it's just. It'll be a fun little thing. And the uh, the second series that we're going to be doing is called In the Slime Light. And that one is going to be a focus on somebody who has been across multi-platforms of Nickelodeon or uh, 90s in general. Uh, one of them we had actually already mentioned, Rosie O'Donnell, uh, because she did a lot in the 90s, and she played a pretty big part in what uh what we saw as kids and melissa joan hart she was in a ton of nickelodeon stuff and just again putting the slime light on some people who played a major influence in our childhood and also the theme i don't want to reveal too much about the theme but i will say i i had mentioned earlier that the crew has been doing quite a bit of construction work to get things going because we are building something really, really cool for you guys. So I'll, I'll leave it at that. But uh, the, the logo is morphing again due to the radioactivity in the, in the slime. But <laughs> speaking of having to get some work done, I think it's time that we all go back to work. Uh, we've got a lot to do before the next season, which is in... Oh gosh, it's in two weeks. New, new season down. Two, weeks. two weeks. So we got to get with it. Uh, Brett, would you mind reading the closing question and close the episode out for us one last time, please? With great pleasure. All right, Slimesters, listen up. 
What did you enjoy most about season five? What are your hopes for season six on the horizon? Write to us, write to us via email at splatattack2021 at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram at splatattackpodcast. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is also at splatattackpodcast. Or just interact with us wherever you find us on social media. Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, X, Facebook, Reddit, anywhere. And then in us, will you scrape the slime off the wall for us, please? I would like to review these blueprints to get an idea of what the crew has in mind for season six. Aye, aye, co-captain. I'll be happy to show you, but honestly, the crew really needs to get back to work. So while they get the construction underway, would you mind joining us for one more episode? Uh, I'd, I'd love to have you here for our season six premiere. Well, I mean, it's, it's a tough choice based on the path I have now, but it would be an honor. But it may be my last episode for a while. Uh, what could we possibly cover for our season six opener? Come on, buddy. School is starting. And it may be our last day here before we move on. And I know the perfect group of people to hang out with one last time before graduation. I think I know, too. That's all you need to know. <laughs> wow. I mean, this already feels so bittersweet. But uh, I'm excited to see what happens next. Splash you later, Slimesters. I better go get to the bus so I'm not late for the next episode in season six. Hey, wait. <laughs> Bye, guys. Just now noticed. I said, Are you gonna say hi to Brett? And he goes, Yes, he's back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> As you can tell, Sam is part of the Brett fan club here. Well, but he's also now having his glasses, so it's probably all a blur. Is he wearing the official Brett fan club underpants? Oh, no, no. Did you get those? It's just Brett's it's just Brett's face. Is that new material in the Splat Attack store that we can purchase? Yeah, <laughs> it'll be a beard. It'll, it'll be a big beard on the back. <laughs> no, it's gotta be in the front. For those who haven't hit puberty yet. We can do the Rapunzel design. Yes. <laughs>